Welcome everybody to Goddamn. We're going to be covering Season 7, Episode 6 of Game of Thrones. My name is Andrew, and I am once again joined by Senior Game of Thrones correspondent Mike Rakoff. Hello, everyone. And as always, Maddie Fitz G. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and Joey will be joining us later on in the program. But just to get right to it, we want to go over our just general impressions and also go over sort of the controversy that went on with this episode in particular. Uh, and the episode is entitled Beyond the Wall. So uh, let's give it over to uh, Rakeoff real quick. Uh, so what were your impressions and how do you feel about the controversy? And also, could you feel me in on what this controversy is all about because i haven't been paying attention to all this um so i think the controversy or people are just frustrated with the timeline like the timing oh, okay. of things sort of timeline and character like things that are uh not really logical right now at this uh -huh. point in the show it's sort of like things are going really fast and um I mean, I saw them the first time I watched them, but I wasn't like in an uproar, like, yeah. oh, this show sucks now, like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. But I did see them. They were there uh, as far as, like, Gendry um, being the fastest, which was something that obviously they just threw out there, but they, they hadn't set that up. It was like, they were just like, oh, you're the fastest, now, now go. But um, overall, I thought the episode was great, man. I thought that battle... Uh, was really good just uh, and the sort of geographic location of, of everything really when they were north of the wall yeah like that was really cool like just seeing uh, just that landscape and then just the how they were stuck on a rock surrounded by ice like that was cool. that was all great it was all great Maddie um, I think uh, the hound sums it up the best this episode uh, oh fuck uh, <laughs> you know that's this entire episode what um yeah um i i liked it i mean i love like i said on this podcast many times i, I love watching the show it's like going to church sometimes you get a good sermon sometimes you get a not so good one you know um but yeah the controversy is just kind of weird i think uh i think like mike was saying it's just a lot of pacing people aren't used to it we're also into uncharted territory i remember reading an article today about like is Game of Thrones fan fiction now? And it basically is because, like, at least you have Martin to your side going, this should happen. But for the most part, it's just these writers sitting in a room making up what they think is going to happen. You know, like, there is no book anymore. There's nothing really to follow. You just have these characters. They so do. things are going to things are gonna move a little differently than they did when you had all this, you know, these 600-page books. Like, you don't have that now. You don't have that to go back to to be like, oh, redoing this correctly? Do we know this about this character? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so I don't like. I don't know. It's like, and then like other complaints and stuff about like where it's going. It's like the, the season isn't even finished yet, guys. Like, hold up, <laughs> like calm down. I yeah. heard something about plot holes, and I was like, I don't remember seeing anything in it. There was like a plot hole, maybe that Gendry can run fast, and it's never been explained before. What? But like, I don't know who the fuck. Like, who the fuck cares if Gendry can run fast or not? Where'd they get those chains to get the dragon? I don't know. I don't really care. It's not important. Mm -hmm. They just got to get they got to get him out of the water somehow. So <laughs> giant change. Sure. Why not? <laughs> you oh, know, these are, these yeah, are I did that, see like I that. Saw. Yeah. I mean, they but are. I don't really army, think anything. In, it's, not, it's like, I mean, I know yeah. we haven't seen any like supply wagons, but they are an army. The, they're worried about what the fucking uh, White Walkers got in their stocks. Yeah. I mean, what they have in their fucking at their arsenal really that's what you're going to complain about 
That's not something that I would worry about at all. That yeah, they never they never yeah. discuss Gendry, but who gives a fuck? This I there's I know like a lot of people are like this. When you watch comic book movies and you read about comic books and you go to the comic book shop and you talk to a lot of people, it's almost the same thing where people really focus on just the smallest shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, yeah. that's not like I've said this before on Superhouse. I really love the quote where this comic book writer named Grant Morrison he said that like a lot of people, it seems like they worried about who pumps the Batmobile's tires, and yeah. a lot of people say, "Is it Alfred?" It's like this. There is no answer. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's about yeah. Batman. You're like kids won't ask these kind of questions. For one, it's about just having a fun time with Batman, you know. But once you become an adult, you have to have everything fucking explained to you, even <laughs> all the boring stuff. So that it's that kind of stuff kills me. I'm that's not my personality type whatsoever. When I watch this stuff. Um, but to me, I thought going into my general impression, I thought it was a really great episode. Yeah. Uh, despite what problems it may have. Uh, I mean, I, I think this, this is my favorite episode of the whole fucking season. Honestly, I think it just, a lot of shit happened. Yeah. I mean, if anything, the only reason that like, I even bring, would bring anything up is the fact that they've, they've condensed the season. That's the only thing you could kind of complain about. It's like, well, what would have happened if we would have just done 10? Like, would uh, we have missed all this stuff? The Ravens, too, going really fast. That's the dragon the, speed. I mean, yeah. I get it, but it's not going to ruin my experience like I think it has with other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, I think uh, the fact that they're past the books, that, you know, they are out on a little bit of an island. They do, like, call or whatever talk to to george r martin they got the major beats yeah i think that's yeah and and if anything like i think um you kind of just got to experience it first and then you can go back and and sort of uh dissect it that way because we still don't know how a lot of this stuff is going to pay off you know yeah the stuff that they're doing so overall it's like kind of like let them just finish it at least you know (laughs) yeah and to me it's okay if it's fan fiction because I mean, it's fan fiction with the major beats written by the actual writer, and also give the guy reason to write the books. I mean, hopefully he writes them before he dies, but would you want it exactly the same, exactly, exactly the same? I think it's cool if the books are different. If the books are better, which they most likely will be, yeah. that's fi- I mean, that's fine with me. I can still enjoy the show as a fan. Yeah. This, it, it's just this... a, non, it's a non-issue for me, this whole thing. Oh, this is like a weird, I was talking to my friend Eric about this, and this is like such a weird show because it's very rare that we see a show that has surpassed books and then that the author is still writing them and the show is going to be finished before we even, before we could possibly get the winds of winter, you know? Yes. Um, So this very, it's like, I can't think of another show that's done done this. And then I know we were talking about maybe doing another podcast for another TV show. And I was trying to think of anything like Game of Thrones where we could talk this much about it and have so many theories. Mm-hmm. And then I saw something earlier today when someone was like, oh, is Game of Thrones going to end like Lost? And I was like, holy fuck, I was talking to my friend Eric about how like Lost is the parallel I would draw. Because you would end an episode of Lost and be like, time to start those theories, boys. What do you think is going on on the island? Like, what's happening? And like, ultimately, that was a, to me, Lost was a fucking letdown overall, like all the time I put in. Um, and I don't think Game of Thrones will be. I'm not saying the Game of Thrones is like Lost. I just thought it was because I was talking to my friend having beers, and I was like, it's very close to Lost and just like the popularity levels. Because Lost was like a huge fucking deal when we were in college. Like everyone yeah. was watching that shit. That was a super house. Everyone is. 
yeah, and everyone's watching Game of Thrones. And I was just like, this, this is going to be interesting to see how this all wraps up compared because, but um, yeah, man, like with the fan fiction stuff, it's like, it's going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. Like, what else do you think it's going to be? Novels, you know? Yeah. So, it's, and then it's also in, in a weird way, uh, the, the fact that, most of the time, people complain about shows being too slow. It was slow and boring. You know, that's a major complaint. Season with most, four, yeah. With but any other show, yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Season five, uh, people were flipping out. Ever being too slow, yeah. Or with and, not even just Game of Thrones. Any movie or TV show, people are like too much talking, yeah. not enough action, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this or that. It's too slow. But this is the one time I've ever heard anybody complain a show being too fast. Yeah, I remember in I, season five when it was happening and. Uh, People were like bitching about it, and there was actually a scene with Jamie and Bron, and they were going to Dorne to save Jamie's daughter. And uh, Bron was singing a song, and Jamie asked him to stop, and he was like, "You sure? Like it's really only about the ending." <laughs> and then the end of that season went on. Uh, Jon Snow dies at the end, uh -huh. so like they were kind of like wink, like don't worry, we get it, but right, you know, something good is coming. Right, so, like, right, right. After I saw that, I was like, "All right, I typically trust these guys." Oh, yeah. I mean, I think this is just like they have to amp stuff up this season because there's a lot to cover. And like, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that people are under contracts and like they only have so much more. And like you got to say that at this point, the cast, like maybe the cast doesn't or some members of the cast don't want to do 10 seasons of a fucking show, 10 episodes. You know, that's like a lot to ask of, you know, actors and like they have lives. And you, you forget about that, you know? I mean, as much as I would love to see these people go on and give me 10 seasons at 10 episodes or, you know, whatever people want so they can slow the fuck down. It's like, man, people got careers. They want to be with their family. This takes up a big chunk of their life. And it's like, oh, they can't complain. They're actors. They make a shit ton of money. But it's like, ah, come on, guys. Like, the guy who played Joffrey is like, oh, I'm done and I'm never going to act again because, like, whatever. It was fun. So, I don't know. I just kind of, like, take that into consideration. It's like, you got to get stuff done, man. And I don't want them to halfway, like, if we got 10 seasons, I wouldn't want halfway through to be like, oh, well, we had to recast Sansa because she's doing X-Men. Yeah. yeah. You would fucking hate that. You know, I know they recast people early on, which is fine because they weren't big characters until, like, later on. And that's cool. And it sucked when they did because, I mean, we were complaining about it on the last episode and stuff. You know, how much we hated who, um, uh, the one guy, uh, Dario or whatever Dario. his name was. Yeah, like you guys are like, I hate it. I love that first guy. The new guy sucked. And it's like, can yeah. you imagine if they replaced anyone yeah. we actually really, really care about because scheduling conflicts or they were just like, something I thought, I thought Khaleesi just had a revolving door of dudes. Dude. I thought she was just fucking dudes left and right. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was that's, going on. And it is a that's huge. That's because you had a nickname for him. <laughs> it is yeah, a, that's true. Dude, it is a huge cast. And with each season that goes on, with each, each episode, they got to like pay these guys more. So I'm sure, you know, if they wanted to. I mean, they were probably beholden to paying these people a lot of money at, at the end game. Yeah. And I mean, it's like budgetary and like, I mean, HBO is a powerhouse, but it's like, man, they got other shows they're putting money into. They got to think about once this is done. All right. Um, and I mean, it's not really an excuse to say things should be sped up, but it's just, you know, I mean, I could imagine getting tired of playing a character for, you know, seven years. I mean, are you, are these people watching the show because they're like, I love how fast the characters run and they explain how fast they run so well. And they, I love how the Raven speed is, is, is explained so well in the show. Is that, is that why they're watching this show? 
people people just see the trees yeah. not the forest man that's too i don't know i don't know how to say it it's just it's just not how i not how i watch tv yeah yeah i mean i get it like i mean you guys know like i'm i'm a huge like alien predator fan and like you know they have their bad movies they have them but i still enjoy them because they feature those characters no matter <laughs> how bad they are you know? like i'll be the first one to say certain movies suck even though it has my like favorite creature or whatever in it you know but you know i like those films i like those i love those films i own them in my collection because it features the creature or you know it's some kind of little tidbit into the universe yeah so like you know i'll take whatever i can get okay gendry can run fast now cool well, glad i know it doesn't bother me that much <laughs> yeah it's it's not a big deal but did you guys want to get into the uh main brunt of the uh breakdown now let's do it yeah let's do it okay so getting into the breakdown here once again notes provided by Rakeoff. uh so uh we start off with mission impossible the uh suicide mission uh there's a there's a pretty pretty long scene here where they're kind of just walking and talking a lot of and, different conversations yeah and and i, I to me this kind of felt like they're really taking their time with it this could have mm-hmm. been cut shorter actually and it wouldn't have hurt the episode but i i, I like the fact that we kind of took their time they, they took their time with this segment and um and this is the scene where uh, uh torment says gingers are beautiful or something yeah i believe when he's talking to the hound yeah yeah okay <laughs> i think i missed that line honestly the first time i saw it the only time i've seen it yeah and then uh john offers the long claw to jora which they showed this in the little preview section right i had forgotten all about this part um other than uh them changing the pommel out is there any significance to this sword at all i've always dude i've been saying this for for like four seasons i'm glad they did this scene because i always thought it was important for jorah because uh that sword was uh, his family heirloom yeah so it was supposed to be passed on to him and obviously after what he did uh he tried to sell slaves in in the north and he got exiled and sort of kicked out of his family. Uh, so his dad gives John the sword, changes out the heirloom to a wolf. And I just thought that was an important moment to be like, for Jorah to, to look at somebody like John, of course, mm-hmm. who's still doing the right thing to this day, even offering it back to Jorah. Right. You know, not even, uh, no hesitation. But um, yeah, man, I love that scene. Yeah. So I mean, but there's, I, I guess, I don't know what what else I'd want from that it's i just I mean, felt i felt like maybe there was i don't know the sword doesn't have any magical properties or anything like well, that it's valerian steel it does steel. kill white walkers yeah. oh gotcha gotcha yeah. gotcha okay um oh yeah i just i'm just gonna like encompass all of the a b and c like the way we broke it down here uh, uh-huh. i love all of this i don't think it should have been cut i think if anyone's complaining about them not going into detail about characters, then you obviously didn't watch the first part of the show. Yeah. 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 It's just all these characters meeting for the first time. And then, you know, having these conversations that they have never had with one another, or they're having again after time periods of being away from one another. Um, I love the, uh, long claw to Jorah scene. I think it's great. Like Mike said, it's, it's John being fucking John, man. 
You know, he just mm-hmm. got to put it out there. And if he loses long claw, it's meant to be. If it's not, the whole time he hands it over to him, though, I was like, what are you going to use, though? Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, if he yeah. takes this shit, like, what are you going to use? That's your sword. That's long claw. But, yeah. you know, I like that he gave it. And I love that Jorah is such a, like, he's like, you know, I've done wrong. I'm trying to make up for it. But mm-hmm. this is your sword now. And I don't, and he obviously doesn't deserve it. I mean, it's a family thing. More my, uh, you know, uh, Lord Commander gave it to John. I think it would have been weird if Jorah would have accepted it. I think we would all have been like, whoa, that's weird. Like, what the fuck's going on in Game of Thrones? Yeah. Um, but that seems great. I love, I, I remember reading some stuff that people didn't really like the way that Gendry was handled with the Brotherhood and how they're just like, oh, just, you know, like basically just fuck off, man. It's over with, you know? And I, I don't like understand that. what. Yeah, I did yeah. too. I like I don't understand why people are mad. Like, do we need to have a fucking two hour long conversation about how they betrayed him? Like everyone around them has been betrayed at some point. I think that was it too, man. It's like <laughs> and, we've all been fucked. Like yeah, all of us. Yeah, it's a yeah. it's a tough fucking world and we're literally going to try to hunt zombies. So like yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have time for a counseling session. You know, yeah, dude, that's a good point too. It's like that guy's died six times. He's not complaining. Whinging. Yeah. yeah. And the little detail that he gives him a drink. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what we do. We numb ourselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was great. Right. And just, and then going to like the Hound of Tormund, the Gingers thing, I thought was hilarious. I was like, I was like laughing out loud. And I was like, to all my Ginger friends, this is for you. Game of Thrones acknowledged dude. you, that you exist, and that you're Tormund beautiful. fucking rules. He's such a crowd and, favorite, right? He has that line too, uh, I'm good dude. at killing people. Who is, who yeah. is that? Tormund, right? Oh, Tormund. yeah. Yeah, I love, and here's, here's the thing. When people got a problem uh, with, you said something about like uh, with the character, uh, characters in the scene. It's like uh, they totally have this scene where Tormund's talking to John, and they, he brings up Mance and how yeah. Mance didn't bend the knee. Oh, and if dude. he did, how many? It's like that. That right there, the fact that he was like admitted that if he would have just done it, he would have saved so many lives shows that Tormund's grown because he would have oh, never yeah, said no. that. He would when he was a wildling, he would have been like, "Nope, we don't bend the knee," you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it shows that he's like living in Westeros has sort of seen like. Sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know. Yeah, no. I love I whenever, fucking he love. said he, he said that we, uh, I've been south. I've been to Winterfell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and John was, was amazing. Like, That's the north. And yeah, then he, yeah. yeah. Blue raspberry. That was funny as hell. Yeah. My favorite thing about the, my favorite thing about blowing a raspberry is like I watched it with subtitles, and it just it will say like blowing raspberry, and then it's like this epic shot of them walking, but it's still on the screen, and yeah. I love that because <laughs> it's like oh, someone will do it. Um, yeah. But um, uh, I, w- I was just going to say, I totally forgot it. Like, I didn't forget about that part, but I'm glad you brought it up because, like, there's a lot to think about with, like, comments and things that are happening now because of this episode. And I love that part when, Tor- like, Tormund has grown. He is a different Tormund than totally. when we met him yeah. the first time. And I think that says a lot. And, you know, as the episode gets to the, <clears throat> the ending, you know, we see what happens with, like, that advice. So I like that Tormund has like gonna be kind of an advisor to Jon Snow where you thought he was just like, oh, he's just like a guy you need to kill. It's like, yeah, no, this guy's got shit to say. And I think he's like, he said other stuff within the series that has been very like prominent and Jon listens to it. Yeah. And I like that they have that respect. And I like when the Hound says something about him being a wildling. He's like, I could give a fuck if you're a wildling. And I was like, oh God, I love the Hound so much because he really does not give two shits about anybody. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> One of my favorite lines in this uh, sequence is when Tormund says to the Hound, you have sad eyes. Yeah. That was fucking, yeah. He's like getting soft with him. He's like, you want to suck my dick? Yeah, that was such a badass. Yeah. 
That was funny as hell. Oh, man. And so, I love that part when they're fucking with Gendry and they're like, you know, well, there ain't no women around here. And he's like, you know, puts his hand around Gendry or something and says that line about like, yeah. it's like whatever soft or something like. Dude, that was my actual line. Boys being boys. Because he said, he said dicks and cocks. Uh, or that's what that's what's written here for the notes that my, that Rakoff wrote. And uh, Tormon basically has re- references of having gay experiences. Maybe is that what he was hinting at? Oh, like, and- for, for warmth or something. But it seems like well, he was. It seemed like we might have done some stuff. But I think so. The Hound says you want to suck my dick, and then I think Tormon says like, "What's a dick?" And he's like, "Cock," or right, something right, like right, that. Right, right. Or he's like, "Oh, cock." Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I bet you do. And, and then he yeah. says, and then he says right after, he's like, "No, I'm into pussy," and it goes in that whole thing about Brian of Tarth. That's right, which was a great um, so, effect. But isn't, I, there, isn't there some line about like what we do? We do. For no, that that happened. That happened. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't have an I issue. Hormone swings too. both ways. If he's like bi or whatever, that doesn't make me like the character. But I think it was more fucking with Gendry. Like, you're out with men now, boy. Like, yeah. we're gonna fuck with you because you're the new blood. You yeah, know, like yeah. it's like that hazing you get when you join a new group because like Gendry's the newest one on the team. I mean, there are other new people, but these are like seasoned war veterans, dude. Like they've heard the worst language, the worst stories. They've done the worst things. Oh yeah, you know, like Gendry's pretty new blood. Like, what's the worst thing he's ever done? You know, mm-hmm. like it's not as bad as like probably half of these people, mm-hmm. you know, that he's with. So I kind of saw it as hazing, but also too, if Tormund wants to get a little dick, suck a little dick. Get his dick sucked by me. Nothing wrong with that, man. No, I, no, I, I actually thought it made more, more interesting because he's like, he kind of. It seems like if it was real, he's owning it. He he's not mm-hmm. really afraid of it. It could also hint at wildling culture. Maybe maybe thinking too far into that, but uh, it was kind of kind of cool if if it wasn't just hazing. Actually, I think. Yeah, Andrew, I think you're thinking about the right things instead of. The wrong how, how an undead army got a bunch of chains. I'd much rather dive into characters off of yeah. this than like certain things that other people are complaining about. Um, White but- Walkers can't be resourceful, man. Shit, come on. All right, here we go. Let's uh, go on to the next one here. So we uh, go into go back to Winterfell, uh, and this scene, Arya confronts Sansa with the scroll, and then the sisters show their wounds. So. Uh, what exactly? I mean, I know there was a scene where she kind of uh, asserts herself. But that's later, right? Or is yeah. that the scene? That- oh no, no, no. Yeah. So those are two different ones. This is the one where um, she tells a story about Ned and shooting the bow and arrow, which is a great fucking story, exactly. by the way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what kind of made me mad about these people pissed off about the episode. There's like great tidbits in it, great stories that we've never heard. And Arya telling the story of like her dad just slow clapping after she gets the bullseye is so fucking great, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, when's the last time we talk? Like, you know, we do talk about Ned, but we don't hear a lot of Ned as a papa stories, you know? And I thought this was so good. Like, just it's a long story. Sansa, you see her smile a little bit. But Arya, she's up to those tricks. Because this leads into something different <laughs> entirely after that whole. Yeah. So in this, in this papa. scene, basically. Aria confronts her with the scroll, but we don't really see. I, I can't remember it, exactly what happened, but so nothing really, really happens yet. This it, isn't, right? yeah, this isn't where she goes into like the game of faces and everything. This is where she sort of confronts her on that she wrote that. And then also, um, then they sort of like play this back and forth where they're sort of, they're both sort of opening up about the things that happened to them, but they're in a, some way they're kind of using it against each other to say that like uh you know you don't know what i've been through and 
you know, so they're sort of oh, sharing yeah. that. Yeah, they're yeah, sharing yeah, their yeah, wounds yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still like with those two, like, I, I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. I'm not exactly sure with Arya specifically. I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say that for whenever we get to the other part. For the second part. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Then other than that, I think Maddie covered it. Like, this was, there were some just great little tidbits in there. What were yeah. the tidbits exactly? Just the uh, just the um, slow clapping thing, or was there anything well, else? It's just the, it's a good story about Ned, man. It's just a good story, and it's like I just love it because it's like a deceit to get Sansa like let her guard down because mm-hmm. Sansa gets a little less hard and she starts smiling towards the end of the story, and then Arya delivers the like, "So you wrote this letter, huh?" And it's like, "Oh fuck, what?" <laughs> you know, like I got to get back in the right mind space because we're reminiscing here. Um, I just thought it was a good story about Arya and how she's always been who she was. And just a good story about like how, I don't know, like Ned was always watching them and knew his daughters. And, you know, the, like he, because she even says like, this is something I should have gotten in trouble for, but my dad knew me. And it's just such a great thing to like, you know, it kind of makes you wish Ned Stark was still around, you know? It's like, what would Ned be doing right now, you know? Um, but I don't know. I just really liked that scene. I thought it was really great. And it's something I was like, as soon as she started talking about her picking up the bow, I was like, oh. Papa's gonna be watching. Always <laughs> knows. But I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was a nice little tidbit to like their characters and Ned, who he was as a father. So, I, I my big takeaway from this and and the other scene that's coming up with them is that Sansa is returning to not being likable again. I, just in general, I don't know. I, like she's been likable for a while, but now I don't know, man. What do you guys think about? I think, I, I think they're both pretty unlikable at this point. I don't really like. I don't know where this is going, and I don't really care. Like I'm just like, get me back to beyond the wall, man. I need to know yeah. what's going on. I mean, I think if anything, it's kind of like, uh, it's a little weird, just the, um, the sort of dynamic of it. Because when uh, Ari asks her what she, what is she afraid of, it's uh, losing the power she gained. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said she doesn't like. She's not scared about John finding out about this thing. She's scared about the Northerners, you know. So she's got like she's power hungry, in a I, sense. She. I mean, loves it's hard that. to say because she's been through so much, and now that she sort of has this, maybe it's her sort of protection from that stuff that that had happened to her. So I don't know. I mean, if anything, like, it's like, man, you both have been through so much. Like, leave each other alone. You know, like, uh, just try to get along right now man uh, yeah i i just i feel like it's like them just figuring like aria needs to figure out who she is um and i, I don't know man i just like i was really hoping all this would come to a head this episode like we get this little like sub thing out of the way just like all right whew, we can move on now because i mean they're next episode they're gonna go talk to cersei and shit and then it's like we still have this sub thing we got to deal with before this season ends you know and yeah. this is, I think this is all culminating into Littlefinger dying. Well, the big, yeah, the big scene with about between these two comes up later. So I guess we should probably just get into move on for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Uh, we go into uh, Dragonstone, and Danny and Tyrion talk about the King's Landing strategy. Tyrion brings up the succession of the throne, which I also thought I took Danny's side in this a little bit. Is like, let's get the fucking throne first. Then six, talk about succession. Yeah, and then uh, Danny brings up Tyrion's strategic mistakes, which in this conversation, Danny, in my opinion, is being a bitch. 
it just she's also kind of becomes a little bit not likable when it comes to this it's like to in my eyes Tyrion's doing the best he can mm -hmm. he's using the best based on the data that he had it was the best decision that he could have made what he's she's expecting her hand to be fucking um perfect he he makes yeah it's a war people make mistakes she can't accept that because she's so fucking ambitious and then throws i wouldn't say she throws Tyrion under the bus she seems to ultimately go back to she's she hasn't fired him so there's that but well, it's just she just comes off a bit bitchy when it comes to that you know i gotta i gotta stand up for him man because I feel like what is happening is basically Danny has been through like a lot. So she's got these these wounds and she's also a Targaryen. So she sort of like snaps back yeah. when approached like a dragon. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the thing Tyrion brings up, it probably reminds Danny that she's the last one left. So in a way, even though it's not what Tyrion meant, he's you know he's trying to just like think about these things you know it it's sort of you're talking about the succession thing yeah because like she can't have kids and there are no other targaryens no yeah i'm saying i took danny's side on that one yeah, yeah so so i think then she basically her reaction to that was then to throw how uh Tyrion had messed up with his thing so in a way she lashed out at him Oh, that's yeah. the way I took that more than her bringing it up again and again. It's sort of like he might have like poked, poked the fire a little bit. You know, at least that's the way I interpreted that scene. Why is why is he bringing up succession before? I mean, it seems like does he have some ulterior motive with even bringing that up? Is it he, does he, that does that go back to his conversation with Varys? Because it seems well, to be a lot of uh, it, it, it informs Tyrion's motive in this episode. I mean, Danny is definitely thinking about tomorrow, whereas Tyrion is thinking about years, right. months from now. So, like, I don't know. Like, going back to their conversation, I think they both, I think they both got at each other equally, you know, <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Daenerys honestly, she's not going to step down, and I don't think Tyrion is either. And I think what Varys says to him made him kind of push her a little further, just to see where she would be at. Um, because he is trying to be, you know, he said, oh, I'm only the hand, you know, I can't be your head. But he realizes as the hand, he kind of needs to be the head as well, just to be consistently thinking about maybe not what she's thinking about, like what's to come, like who's, you know, I mean, obviously you talking about succession and you being a fucking Lannister and all the shit that the Lannisters have done, probably not a good move on your part, Tyrion. Um, right, but, right. you know, at the same time, I think he was saying some good stuff, you know. Um, it's stuff to be thinking about. And I think Littlefinger said it best is you have to be playing all sides all the time. You have to be thinking about everything as a leader, yeah. you know, like, and, you know, I think Tyrion was putting some of that in her head and he knew that she would snap back, but she needs to know this stuff as hard as it is to hear, you know, she's going to have hard decisions to make. And, you know, I think it was just both of them just like kind of maybe having some conflict that they need to have as characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love, yeah, I love it, man. I love because it's it's just great dynamics as characters. Both sides yeah. make sense too, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, good writing. Yeah, I mean, Tyrion's trying to get her to listen. Like that's his. That's what he's trying to do. He's just trying yeah. to get her to listen, and he knows that's difficult with her. But um, yeah.
Yeah, because I, 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 I mean, he, her ambition is blinding her in a lot of ways. I think. And he's had an issue with um, her burning uh, the Tarly son. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think that was a you know, you know, I'm kind of with Danny on a lot of it. Like, well, you made your choice, you know. It's like, but then at some points, it's like, ah, you know, to be a ruler is sometimes compromise. You mm -hmm. know, like maybe setting the killing the father and making the son set in a cell for a couple of days and see how he feels then like might've been the best move for her, but it's not what happened. But I think Tyrion, that's probably weighed on him. You know, like who is Daenerys? Like, where is she at now? Like, and then uh, he's also getting her ready for Cersei too. Like Cersei's like, the, you don't fuck with her. Yeah. You know, like all the shit she's done. And like, I mean, Danny has done a lot of stuff too, but like Cersei's a whole different level of fucking. No. Yeah. Insane madness. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But all right, so going on to the next segment, uh, the we go to the blue eyed bears, <laughs> um, the Avengers' first real test, and uh, in this scene, Thoros gets mauled, and uh, then the hound freezes up on that fire. Mm -hmm. Um, this when I was Wait, watching this scene, this I, I could only think of Maddie actually because it was like <laughs> creature time, dude. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was ghost. When it was off uh, yeah, in the distance, I wondered yeah. if it was Ghost. I thought Ghost is showing up in this episode. Yeah. The whole like I thought Ghost was actually going to show up to save John. That's what I thought. Yeah, <sighs> it was Ghost, like been there, man. <laughs> Joey's here. <laughs> yeah, that would have been an awesome Ghost moment, right? Yeah. No, Ghost would have died. Ghost would have had to die. There's just too might, many of them. Yeah, and it might not have made sense now that I think of it. It's like he, if he's at Winterfell, how did he escape and get north? Just too many questions. That's true. Sure. Like, if sure. people are having complaints about fucking dragons flying, good lord, if ghosts would have showed up, everyone would have oh, shit. Like, how do you get past the wall? Like, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, they just throw them through the gate because he's ghost. Well, yeah, the Night's watching who the fuck ghost is. I mean, he's yeah. a giant fucking dire wolf that's white with red eyes. You know who fucking ghost is at this point. But, you know, I'm glad he didn't because I figured if ghosts would have shown up in that scene, he would have died this episode for sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, we all know what happens this episode. And if that happens, you can definitely kill an alpha dire wolf as well, because we all know they they drop like flies in this. Yeah, we don't need that. No, 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 no. I need my ghosts around till the last season at least. Please, please, Game of Thrones showrunners. That's all Maddie wants. Oh, kill man. everyone else. But the bear, when the bear, like a fucking zombie bear, shows up, I, I was, dude, I was thinking about you, Maddie. No, the dude. I was when I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck is that? That's so weird. I can't wait to see what it is." And then it's like it's a bear, and I was like, "Yes, God, yeah, I can't wait for popped this. out of nowhere too." Yeah, I love the setting out. of it, man. Where it's just yeah. like you know, there's massive snowstorm, and you can't really see anything, you know. Yeah, and then like the I guess the bear is coming towards them, and then somehow like redirects to come. Yeah, it's only side, one bear, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a hunter, so I mean, it's obviously going to switch directions. It can run faster than a man in snow. I mean, polar bears sure. are fucking built for that weather. So, because I thought it was two at first, but they only like I was like, what happened to the? It just ran off. Like, uh, so yeah. rewatching it a couple times, I was like, oh, it was one bear. It just like he, came at it. It was a like, distraction. Yeah. Um, All but, the action in this scene was, and and the other scenes that follow this, and it's just just fucking great. Uh, I mean, I'm just, it's just I'm so just much fun. Like, while like Thoros is being mauled, like the bear is the only enemy. So you have like six. No, you've got more more people. Like, why aren't they stabbing this motherfucking bear? Like, while he's like mauling Thoros, and then it finally takes like a minute 
And then they're like, oh, yeah, we can stab him now. You know? I think it's just, I kind of read it as like. You just getting swiped. Maybe, yeah, I guess. I kind of read it as too, is like, this bear's fucking on fire. How the fuck are we going to take this thing out? Because like Jorah stabs it, and I assume it's with a dragon glass because it drops. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as he just stabs it. And like Mm -hmm. uh, Beric, Dondarrion, or Thoros lit the motherfucker on fire. Like (laughs) Tormund has like hit it. Other people have hit it at this point. And it's like. You know, I just fear takes hold of mine. We know how the hound didn't strike, but yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I, I His was, acting in that scene was was great. I, he he was just I, like watching them get mauled. He froze the fuck up. Yeah, I was I was awesome. really hoping this was the moment the hound fu- like was like fuck. I just got to get in there. Like fuck it. What's the worst? You know, I've already been burnt once. I was really hoping this was a moment where we were going to see the hound faces fear it's like what better than a fucking flaming bear to get over your fucking fear you sure. know i, mean, I, I i'm yeah. kind of hoping yeah. it happens during clegane bowl because it's like it fire and his brother it. yeah are like the you know they, they go together so like i wonder if that'll happen what i was going to get what i was going to get to is like the the first time we've not not that we've seen them but like just out of nowhere you just see like two flaming swords go up oh yeah you know yeah. i was waiting for you and to bring like, it up oh, oh shit yeah, yeah. Like finally, finally <laughs> Thoros has this fucking sword of flame. You're like, yeah, that shit was awesome, dude. Yeah, that was I a, figure a lot of people be great. complaining about that who haven't read the books. Like, oh, he can just all of a sudden. It's like, out of all the other complaints, you know. But that's too badass to complain about. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. yeah. I and mean, it's a flaming sword. But I would love, like, I would have loved to have seen him face his fear. That way, when he faces the mountain, and the mountain's like, oh, I got a flaming sword or whatever the fucking mountain uses or catches himself on fire. The hound's like, that doesn't scare me anymore. You'd be like, holy fuck, that's right, because he fought that flaming bear. He ain't afraid. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have liked to have seen him, like, maybe uh, Thoros get, like, the way things went down, but then the hound step in at the last minute to be like, no, he's like, sort of my friend. You know, just a little bit of a different kind of character motivation for the hound. Um, Because, you know, we were talking about earlier how Tormund has kind of grown with comments he made early. So I would like to. I thought there was going to be a moment we were going to see the hound be afraid of fire, but not so afraid of it. To say he someone. might, he might view fire even slightly differently after seeing the visions in that fire. Maybe there's some connection with that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still afraid of it. I might be stretching still, it, but I think you know. he's still afraid. But at least he, I feel like, because at the end he leaves, right? Yeah. So I feel like uh, maybe this was the the time he's like, you know what, I got to get over this shit. I'm going to go yeah. south to kill my brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's really afraid of is his brother there. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's going straight for them right now. Maybe that's my guess, but I guess that we, I should have left that for the, for the theories. Maybe let's the wheel. Yeah. Let's, let's put a pin in that for now. We'll, we'll come, we'll come back to that one. All right. Okay. So going on to the next segment here, uh, we got back to Winterfell Sansa Vince to little finger. And uh, my question on here is, is she really, she's really opening up. She's not playing any game with, with Littlefinger whatsoever. Like, like Arya might be, she's, does she, she likes the fact that, that Littlefinger really listens to her. And I don't know. She knows, I think she knows that he's a snake, but it's like, even, even though he's a snake, he listens. Is that what's going on there? I think uh, I, if if I was in this scenario, I wouldn't fucking be taught. I like watching him on screen because I think he's a great character. But if I was in that room, I wouldn't talk to Littlefinger ever. Yeah, I, think, I, I wonder if she still feels like a sense of duty because he helped 
with the veil of Aaron, uh, you know, in the battle of the bastards, you know, she, she sort of, she sort of feels like she has to kind of like take his counsel, you know, if not for that, uh, he, I'm sure he'd have been packing. Also her brother is a weirdo and Arya is crazy. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's like, like nobody, I guess you're right about that. That's sad, man. Mm. Mike, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say like, um, I think her feelings on him are mixed. I think she knows what he is on two levels. She sort of knows what he is. And then she also like really knows what he is. And, um, but also she feels like she can use him. She feels like she can sort of take what he's doing and control him in a way that she manipulate his love for her because she knows what he is. He might, she might be able to, but, um, I think Aria sort of understands it in a different way, but we'll get to that because that scene's coming up. <laughs> a lot of pins here. A lot of pins. Put a lot of pins yeah, in yeah. here. Oh, just real quick, uh directorial uh note. Gotta love um how once Sansa vents to Littlefinger and he sees his opening, he sort of like creeps on in physically like he walks over to Does the, the camera moves yeah. around Sansa or something? It's, uh the camera was still but he was sort of distant from her uh-huh. as she's venting and then as sort of he saw his opening he walks up to her like he's like closing in. Gotcha. You know, getting closer to her cuz yeah. he sees that there's an opening for him. Love that. So your next note here Mike is that you got little finger applies spin. What what spin exactly happened here? Uh, that was when he sort of brought up that um, if Arya killed Sansa, who would uh-huh. be Lady of Winterfell? It'd be Arya. Just putting ideas. Oh, in right. Her head. So she sort thinks of... that Arya just wants the throne. Right. Which I just don't know if can anybody really believe that? It just doesn't seem like it's Arya's no, mo. Not at all. That's no. not what's going on here. It's a bad. It's a bad ploy. Like Littlefinger slipping. I don't. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> He ain't got much left. Scroll, scroll was not a slip. That was a masterful move. But that Should particular thing is a little bit too obvious, I think. Yeah. I think it all comes to a head in the last scene, and, and we can sort of dissect what we think is going on. I think that might be another long dissection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anybody, you guys got anything to say about this, uh, Matty Joey? Um, uh, this, yeah. This one, he's basically sort of talking to her about how she has – Brienne, uh, that is sort of um, uh, has an oath to protect both Stark girls. So in a way, you have Brienne there uh, to make sure they don't kill each other or get killed. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like she kind of she's kind of protecting both of them. Um, but that's one thing I wanted to add, and you know, it, this will come back up again in the next time we see uh, Arya and Sansa. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maddie? I mean, I kind of just said like my little piece there at the beginning. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm just, (laughs) I'm kind of annoyed by all this actually. I wish these characters were a little more adult or a little more seasoned at this point. I wish they trust in each other a little more. I wish they would have just had an adult fucking conversation about like what this was. Like I was really hoping when she was telling that story about uh, Ned that we were talking about earlier, that would bring her around and be like, Hey, what's this letter about? explain it to me but instead it's like Arya's is always like jumping the gun like it's like come on did you not learn anything from <laughs> the mini faced god like i don't know it just i just i wish this wasn't something we were having to deal with right now i'd much rather than being set up to catch little finger in a lie mm-hmm. and then ultimately whatever happens to little finger either they kill him or throw him in a cell 
you know, until they decide what they want to do with them or if he can get out of the cell somehow. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like there was a better way to do this. I just like squabbling uh, siblings. It's like, really? Are we still at this point? Like, you know, maybe if this was a couple seasons ago, I'd be like, all right, that's totally Arya and Sansa right now. But that's my only beef with it. I just, I don't care for it. I hope like at the, this next episode, the final one that, it all comes to the head and it's not like, ooh, cliffhanger. Do they still hate each other? Yeah. You fuck know, that. God, I have to wait for the next fucking season to find out if Arya is going to kill Sansa or Sansa is going to have Arya killed or some bullshit like that. Like, that, this can't happen, guys. Mm -hmm. Can't do it. Cannot deal with it. No, I said that about three episodes ago. I was like, I don't, I don't need this sister-sister fucking squabbling, man. Like, Arya needs to be on her, like, assassin, you know, uh, journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not fucking mm -hmm. bitching with her sister. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Or she should be, you know, doing it alone or getting hooked up with some other dudes to like go fuck some shit up, you know. Um, I just I feel like it's she's kind of wasted at Winterfell right now. And I feel like Littlefinger has run his course as a character. Um, I don't really think he's necessary in the show anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and that's, I think we all want to yeah. see him get. I mean, I'm hoping they're setting up to catch him in something that he can't get out of. He can't fucking weasel his way out of you know and that's i mean i hope it's a setup for that but at this point i don't know man i don't know i mean <laughs> i'm scared that it's just going to end and they're just going to be squabbling still you know dude I, somebody 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 in the little finger sansa aria circle that's going on one of these three is dying in the next episode that i know predictions are later but that's it's it, it's I, one of them i think there's something else going on and i'm going to i'm going to drop it in the in the last scene with uh sansa and Arya. all right <laughs> all right we will get to these pins i swear they're coming okay um so moving on uh we go to beyond the wall john and Tormund spot the white walker party and isn't there uh, this might have been the other scene but there's a scene there's a there's a exchange that john and i think Tormund have where they mentioned kids or something and I said this when we watched this in person, uh, uh, Mike. It's oh, yeah, that was Jorah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was this... at the last scene. Oh. Uh, it was in it was in the sequence where they're walking. Okay. Yeah, when he tries to give him long claw. Well, just to comment on that real quick, I guess I'm backtracking, but uh, I I like that reaction mm. there because it shows that John hasn't even thought about having kids. Maybe he did oh. before all this. Not like why even like the wall, uh, the night's watch and all that shit, but it's like he hasn't been on his mind, isn't he? Doesn't expect to live that long, maybe. Um, and there's I think there's a there's again, there's a parallel between this and Lord of the Rings where there's a scene, I believe, in the beginning of Return of the King where Sam is talking about the journey home after it all done, and there's just a little quick shot of Elijah Wood of Frodo has this reaction like like he hasn't even thought about that he has he's only thought about throwing away the ring yeah so, well, i mean he's got to yeah. fight a fucking army of the undead dude this dude is not thinking about sex and we all know in game of thrones if you fall in love and have sex you're dead yeah yeah or <laughs> someone really close to you is dead so i mean he doesn't know that because he's in the game of thrones but we know yeah so yeah any of that till this white walker situation is taken care of and then cersei is taken care of but i, I mean thought, yeah I thought that was a I great point, Bush. I, I just I thought I like I like the quick reaction shots that are really 
loaded with a lot. Yeah. You know, I think there was a lot there. Yeah, I think, and you hit it, man. I think it was just like this moment where he was like, wow, I didn't even, I'm going to have kids like that's crazy. I didn't even know if I'd be alive. You yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, know. also Jorah's in the friend zone. So it's her friend zone, man. Maybe that's Jorah being like a sort Terrible of a, a good uncle to be like, hey, man, you and Danny, you know, you guys should. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you okay. want to marry her, you got to have kids. Thank you for indulging me with the backtracking. Yep. So back to the uh, Beyond the Wall segment. Um, again, John and Tormund spot the White Walker party. John kills another White Walker. And uh, this is the scene where he kills one and then all the other fall. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they see the, they see the sort of uh, the White dynamic. Walker scout group, I guess, because they're so far ahead maybe. Um, some of that vampire lore in there. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting. So if they kill the the Night King, then they all fall. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah that was that was a nice reveal there. That's mm-hmm. setting up that the Night King is going to be strong as fuck. Well, I mean, I well, mean, yeah. this comes on later on. Beric Dondarrion says, like, points his sword at him, uh, and reveals that in the when they're fighting on the lake. Okay. I love. I'll, I'll, I mean, if we want to get to it, that's fine. I'm just before, yeah. Before we get to that, I just want to say I, I like that stacked shot where it's like it's like five or six of them just standing in a line, and you're like oh, yeah. closest to I guess the hound, and you just see Barrick in the back, sort of just like, what about him? You know, yeah. <laughs> so then after that, uh, same scene, they bag the uh, the white, and then the scream from that bagged white yeah. signals the rest of the horde. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Cause it's sort of like they communicate in a way yeah. that it's like they're sending each other their location. They don't talk. Right. So they yeah. must be communicating somehow. They're, they're giving out orders. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, t- like when they're bringing up the, the dragon, they're organized. So there's something going on there. I, I would assume. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, it's kind of, it seems like talk. it's, it's kind of like a high of mind mentality, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I do want to bring up something real quick that I like took me a few times uh, on my second view to realize what was happening because I thought the hound got bit through his glove. Yes. I thought so too. He, he scrapes off the guy's skin, which is fucking great. Dude. Oh like, yeah. Oh my God. God. So good. I, yeah. I know. I thought that, that I saw that the first scene, I, I was like, I went after rewinded to see what his face looked like before, because you know, they're all basically yeah. like, you know, rotting skeletons at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah, he just like covers his mouth and just like rubs his face off, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great gag, man. Because I was like, oh, God, did the hound get bit? Like, oh, my God, the hound's going down. I thought it was like, he's wounded. He can't battle. No. And I was like, oh, wait, no, he didn't get bit. And then I rewatched it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. Good effect, guys. Mm-hmm. So then Gendry runs for help. Uh, he's the real MVP, <laughs> as the internet likes to say all the time now. Uh, and then he sends the Raven to Danny. This was also the uh, – we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, kind of the uh, one of the main contentions people had with this episode uh, because it's never been set up that Gendry has run before or was good at, run- was good at running, was that good at running. <laughs> His form kind of sucks. How good can your form be and how much can you practice in medieval times? For running and running on snow, and you've never been that, never seen snow before. Right, having some heavy ass shit shit you're wearing. And then, like, how far have they gone up the wall? 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. they never showed them like building a campfire. You know, they they filmed it in Iceland, so in a way, like the the north has kind of always been, for the most part, daylight. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like you never really know sort the sort of passage of time. They don't really specify it in any way. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we don't know how far yeah. up they went. You know, it, it's we never saw any camp again. It was always day. So he may have been just like half a day, maybe a day's run back to the wall or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit earlier before the podcast and we were talking about different ways it could be written, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it could have been written better. I think one of them was that John just tells him that he has to go. It has to be him. Some kind of like Jon Snow just grabs him and looks at him and just says like, go. And it's like, oh, fuck, Jon Snow just takes off running. Like, I think that would have been a better way to handle it instead of being like, you're the fastest. I think that was a slip up from the writing team. Well, I mean, Gendry is the youngest. Oh, yeah. No, I know. In a way, he is the fastest because it's Jon and then a bunch of old men. Yeah, that's true. And John's dead. Yeah, he's John's John's dead. Dead. John has to be there, so it's it's oh, gonna yeah. be up to Gendry. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't enough for me. Like, I thought that moment where he's like, "You're the fastest," was more of like, uh, you know, him being like, "You are good to the group, and this is a reason why. Like, you're good at fighting, and you're gonna be fast. So go." You know, it, like doesn't like I didn't feel like it was that big of a you know <laughs> ordeal until I got on the internet and people are losing their shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I took it as he was, he was the youngest. That, that's how yeah. I, I saw it. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else to say about this, Mike? No, I mean, it, it all felt really fast. Like, a lot happened really fast here. Just when they go uh, from day to night, he sort of reaches the, the castle, Raven goes out, and then it's like, boom, next day we're back at the camp. Which I think, is that the next segment? Where it's actually the day. Uh, we'll, well come back actually, not yeah. That's the next segment. But there's one more point here. Uh, the group runs onto the ice, and then the army surrounds the lake. Uh, oh, they sorry. all start to fall in. Um, I mean, I thought that was a fucking great action scene. Yeah, that's it was really cool because you really when you when I was watching, I was like, how the fuck are they gonna get out of this? Mm. Are they all gonna die. We're gonna have another fucking um red wedding up in this bitch. Is all these guys gonna die? Yeah, so many people would have been upset. It's yeah. basically like the dead are just like, yeah, we'll just wait here until you starve to death. We don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. The, with this, I mean? just them standing still watching them is scary enough. Yeah. You know, they just yeah, don't totally move. These blue yeah. eyes on them at all times. Yeah, right. Or we're waiting for that lake to freeze back because we know what's going to, and then we'll just walk over there and murder you. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I mean, maybe the Night King could have thrown a spear at him, like across the lake. I think they knew. Would I think they knew eventually? Maybe they just just wanted to wait, right? Yeah, just rush yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think that it would have. It just seemed like too much when he could just have his pawns just run across the lake and kill him without right. him having to right. use his ice javelin. Yeah, how many of those has he got left? I mean, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I, I yeah, I'm assuming he, he can easily make them, but. Mm. I mean, okay. I don't know. I mean, it brings up a good point. Like, you know, he could have just destroyed everyone there, but then we wouldn't fucking have a show then. So right. <laughs> some of these things have to happen for a reason, you know. It's like, you know, Danny probably could have burned them all with all three of those dragons, right? All of them. But mm. yeah, I mean, yeah. Happened. Definitely seems like the Night King's not going to fight unless he's he needs to. Yeah. He's going to make all his, his 
you know, his pawns fight before he's going to get into the battle. Right. And we want that showdown, dude. We want that John Knight King fight. Mm-hmm. We want it. Seems like they can wait too. They they'll just like stay there watching him forever. Like time is well, I mean, time is not a yeah. huge deal for them. No, he, obviously he's been waiting since the first battle. So that when he was made to you know conquer all men all the time, I guess so. You know. Okay, so then moving on from that, if no one else has anything to say about that one, uh, we go to Beyond the Wall on the next day. Thoros freezes to death. Uh, that's from his injuries from the bear, correct? Yeah. Was, that cauterizing yeah. the wound didn't uh, really do much overall. Yeah, he was on his last leg there. Did it, was, was, anyone upset? So. was anyone upset by the way he died? Like just the Flash 2 dead body? No, I was okay. I mean, I kind of knew he was going to die at some point. He couldn't fight. so. I, yeah, I mean, you know. I was surprised he got back up and walked. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He was he was limping, but yeah. Plus him being like a major, major alcoholic, his health was not good. and Bad yeah. circulation, man. Him, yeah. yeah, and that, that environment, shit. That's not good. Yeah. So, uh, someone that I was like reading there was very upset with the way he died off screen. Um, you didn't get like in then the moment when Barrick is like talking to him and they like make a joke or something about the Lord of the light or I forget what it is, but they read it as like a diss on Thoros or something. And I don't think I read it or watched it that way at all. I mean, they're all pretty hardened dudes and you know, Thoros knew what he was getting into. I mean, they've all done shady shit and they've, you know, they have their little moment and then it's gone. Like we got to move the fuck on, you know, yeah. I mean, we've seen Thoros maybe, Four other times, yeah. Other than this scene, and then you know they talked about earlier. He was talking with Jora because Jora idolized him. And he was like talking about the siege on Pike, yeah. and he was like, "Dude, I was blackout drunk. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah. Like I was, I was fucked up. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I, I just yeah. like came to and you know whatever, and like yeah. So he's just a old drunk and like you know he just got mauled by a bear and was able to get up and now like. You know, yeah, he he died in the night. You know what I mean? Um, I I'm not upset about that at all. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I yeah, don't I mean, feel I wasn't any, either. <laughs> I don't feel any huge loss over Thoros um, because he was never like a main character. He's a he's a badass, obviously, but like, you know, it's it's understandable that he would go out in this way. Yeah, and all the characters are, are really I mean, used I to death too. You know, it's like they're not gonna. It's, they're on the, they're in the middle of a mission for one. I don't. Right. I just don't think he's going to have some long ass eulogy. No, I mean, you know I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I loved. Uh, I just love that shot where they're giving him his funeral, and as they're burning him, like the dead are behind them. And they're all watching. Yeah, you know, it was just such a great mm-hmm. shot, and then just such a great story element there. Yeah, I did. Like some people were saying, it was sloppy writing. Like they hated it because it was like one of their favorite characters. And I'm sure they've read the books, and I'm sure. You know, you get attached because I think Thoros. Yeah, he doesn't too. play that big of a character in the books. Sorry. Well, I I don't know why this person was like so hung up on. Yeah, him, cause I don't I like it too. I would have loved to have seen Thoros do some more cool shit, but like there are other characters I haven't invested in at this point, and it's not him. And the, the domino effect of him of also him sort of like passing was great, where it's now all of a sudden. Um, Bear can't come back. Yeah, he's on, he's only got a, or he's only one, got one most, life left. Yeah, you know, so now it's it's uh, make or break. Yeah, he's got to be a better fighter this time around. <laughs> yeah, so all those guys in that that camp are 
not that good. Seems like um, those those Lord of Light dudes. Um, okay, so uh, they do the funeral while the dead watch. That's the next uh, point you wrote here, and then uh, the Night King turned them all. He turned. Oh, he turned who exactly? That was a line. Okay, because uh, that was. In that sequence, that's where Jorah says, uh, when you killed that White Walker, all all the dead dropped. Mm-hmm. And then they reveal to us that, oh, it's because he turned them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, he points yeah. in and says, kill him. He turned them all. Right, 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 so, right, right. Yeah, says that. Okay. But we or maybe that's that. later. No. Yeah, I think that happened, like, right, right at the end of this scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's just important uh, yeah. because we're finally understanding what the Night King can and can't do at this point. Like we're getting more of their powers or like how to defeat them and like all the information that these guys have and can see is more ways to beat them. You know, um, they have a strategy now. They know if they take out the Night King, they could end this war, you know, or if they take out certain generals or whatever in the army, that will also take out a huge number of them, hopefully. You know, if they can't get to the Night King. So I, I, the more information you give me about the White Walkers, love it. Yeah, the rules are, are, are pretty cool. And it's it was cool to... Fuck, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Never mind. I was going to mention about the spear thing, but another pin. Another pin in that one. It's coming. <laughs> okay. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're, we will address everything. Okay, so uh, if uh, we're done with that one, then we'll move on to uh, Winterfell again. Sansa gets an invitation to meeting at King's Landing, decides to send Brienne on her behalf. That was another pretty good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, predictions. This is my my note on your notes. Um, predictions as to what will happen. Another pin, maybe, but uh, predict. Okay, put this put this in your mind, and we'll do it when we go over predictions. But what do you think? will happen whenever Brienne gets there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how will that all go down? Um but okay, other than that, um let's see. Uh I mean, what else can we say about this is pretty straightforward scene, I guess. Love Sansa's response. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, she's the correct response when Cersei Lannister makes you wants you to come see her. Never again, never forget. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of have with the last scene with um Brian, Peter talking to Sansa and saying, you know, talking about Brienne being there, sort of having to protect both of the girls, mm-hmm. and then Sansa just sends Brienne away. Yeah. So, sort of, what is I understand she has to like respond to this message from a queen, you know, to sort of uh, parlay or negotiate or whatever. Um, but you have a sort of possible threat in your own castle. Um, and you're going to send your only sort of guardian, you know, I mean, obviously there's other people who will fight for her, but like, this is your sort of sworn knight. She's one of the best in the land and you're going to send her away. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's kind of, doesn't make any sense. I'm just wondering sort of like, you know, as we get further into these scenes with Arya and Sansa, it's like sort of what is, what is going on? There's, we're seeing yeah. stuff happen on the surface, but what is what? What are we like? You know, what's under the surface, basically? So you think Brienne yeah. going away is actually going to affect the whole Sansa Littlefinger Arya thing? I mean, I would say it's, it's got to because she's no longer there, so she can't protect either one of them. So right. I don't, I, I just don't understand like why if she's maybe she's just not 
scared or scared enough and she just sends her only like guardian away so it kind of doesn't make sense i'm just wondering like where it's going from here so it's like i try not to like you know uh criticize it too much because i don't know what's happening in the next episode when it could all make sense yeah yeah so i think Um, yeah i definitely felt like uh sansa feels like she's tangled in some things so on one hand, she's got stuff she has to deal with up north. And on the other, I don't think she is actually or feels she's ready to go back to that, to relive King's Landing all over again. Well, Cersei's just scary, too. Definitely it's not. like just going into danger, man. Yeah. I mean, she could send the hound on whatever guard she brings. I mean, Brienne can fight, but that guy's a monster. So Yeah, I, I, yeah so it's... Yeah, I can. See, I understand like why why I would not go either, mm-hmm. and that'd be. It's weird that she, I guess she feels Brienne can handle herself, even with. I the mean, she has there. that connection with Jamie too. Like That's Jamie, true. You know, That's true. Jamie's yeah. let her get away before, so you know That's I think true. Jamie would definitely save Brienne because of their time together that like meant a yeah. lot to him and also changed his character a lot. Right, um, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't have any more freebies. You know he does not. He does not. <laughs> yeah, he's all out. But yeah. Brian could kill Jamie if it came to it. So sure, I'm not, sure. I'm not worried about. And I think she could take the mountain as well, because I believe in Brian. I got the faith. <laughs> I believe in Brian. That's my T-shirt. But yeah, I kind of just like her. Like I don't. I feel like it's like Littlefinger getting into Sansa's mind a little bit. You know, like her choice to send her away was maybe implanted by Littlefinger. Um, she's drinking that little finger Kool-Aid a little too much. That's interesting. Um, you think she wouldn't have sent he, her at all if it weren't for Littlefinger? I mean, you don't really have to respond to the queen, especially if you want to fight her. So she didn't necessarily have to send her away. Cause I mean, like is Cersei going to send her non-existent army to fight Winterfell right now? What if she at least know that they have like Sorry. 2,500 men at Winterfell. What does she want Brienne to accomplish exactly when going over there? I think it's just like a nice city. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly like why Sansa was summoned. I don't think it really clearly states uh, all of that. So we'll. It seems like we'll find out next episode for sure. I I think there's a yeah. I think in general there's a there's just a lot going on underneath with Sansa right now. That sort of that's why you're we're sort of guessing, and I think that's uh. I think that's what they want is because yeah. she's sort of there is a lot going on upstairs with her right now. I also have like a slight maybe Littlefinger could if it got bad enough would kill Sansa then blame it on Arya um, because he was talking to two guys uh, like when she's spying on him. One was the one dude from the Vale and then the, that other dude um, with the beard. I forget his name. Um, when he's spying on her, when when Arya is spying on Littlefinger, he has a conversation with like two dudes that have armies. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what his game is, but like, I mean, he's killed someone before, and I in a previous season, I don't remember which one, but Varys catches him looking at the Iron Throne, and they have a discussion about who's going to sit there. So I think Littlefinger is little willing to do anything if it means he could rule the kingdom because he is someone from no nobility. Right. And just like wants to rise to the very tip top. Cause I mean, look how far he's come since like the first season, since we first met him, you know, like yeah. he basically yeah. has control of the veil and he can do anything he wants with it. Cause Robin listens to him, you know? 
So I wouldn't put past anything past him. I just hope we get this squabbling over with so we can like put a little finger in his place, wherever that may be, jail cell or dead. <laughs> He's dead, dude. He's dead next episode, this mm-hmm. coming Sunday. I'll be fi- I'll Damn be okay if I don't have if I don't have to see Snot Face again in this series. Snot Face is what you call Littlefinger? Robin. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't need to see a little snot face anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh the next scene here, we go to uh Dragonstone again. Danny prepares to fly beyond the wall. And uh, Tyrion tries to convince her to stay. He says the hardest thing to do is nothing, which again is is good advice. I well, actually, might have been good ultimately to have to have gone there because John and then would have fucking died. Right. And she she's going sort of. She probably wouldn't normally have done this, but she's in love with John, so she's making rash decisions. Mm-hmm. But it worked out. Mostly in their favor, but she did lose one of her children. So. Yeah, there's consequences. Yeah. 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 I mean, you kind of have to take risks, you know. It's like you can't I understand he he doesn't want her to do anything, but if, if eventually you have to do something. Yeah. 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 So, and, and and it won her the it won her the north by going and saving that's John. That's true. That's true. Yeah. If we go to the last scene, you know, so it yeah. it wasn't yeah. like it was all for nothing, but I did love Tyrion's line about the hardest thing. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is nothing. That was just such a, a great line. Because yeah. yeah. it's true. It's totally true. Right. Right. And I mean, all, all the sacrifices that she's made with soldiers and stuff, like a lot of people complained about, like, why'd she like, go? Because it's like, ultimately, we know what happens. It's like, listen, it's about time for one of those motherfuckers to go down. Millions of people have died for both sides. So, <laughs> like, I mean, and so many direwolves have died as well, and other, like, giants. And, like, but there's no more giants because this motherfucking all these wars and all these little battles and shit. So, I mean, it's going to happen. You know, we knew like when all three, like when the other two jumped off that cliff with her, we're like, Oh fuck, it's happening. It's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, I hate it because I want all the, all the animals to always live, but this is game of Thrones and they die. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Just, just uh, got to say that, uh, snow Danny, that coat, Oh, dude, the ooh, costume oh, design this season is dude, on fleek. Was, I mean, that, I it's mean, on yeah, fleek. It, it was on fleek. Now it's like it's gone, whatever the next thing is, like past on fleek. They're it's like, beyond that, fleek. That fucking coat is fucking baller as shit. Dude, it's so, <laughs> it's, it's so good. fucking badass, man. Yeah, I, I think all the costumes have been great this season. Like, and just watching the like, I love Jorah's outfit this season too. Like, going beyond the wall, it's like that. He's like that dude that wears the motorcycle jacket out in the snowstorm, dude. Like everyone else is fucking covered in like wildling gear, or like. And he's like, nah, I'll just wear this leather jacket. I'll be fine. Yeah, Jorah's looking good. <laughs> yeah, love it though. I also wanted to say, uh, I guess we'll get to, yeah, we'll get to that. I'll bring it up later. What he's fighting with through most of this episode i thought was really dope because we never seen him bring out the long sword oh uh jorah's long sword yeah he doesn't bring it out he's only using like knives and dragon glass yeah. the entire time yeah, yeah. which i thought was awesome because everyone else is using like their go-to weapons but i like i just thought it was a cool character thing for uh, uh jorah to use because we've always seen him use swords like long swords and shit and i like that mm-hmm. close hand-to-hand shit he's been using this episode i thought it was awesome yeah yeah but that we, yeah, just a little tidbit where we're talking about costumes and shit. I was rewatching the episode, just being like, "Oh God, Jordan didn't use that sword once." 
It's like she's she's, she's, combat. she's yeah. dressing for her for the occasion. Like it's she yeah, she looks like a like a snow queen or something up there. Dude, I'm just gonna say this. It's it's dope ass jacket. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Joe. Go ahead. No, no. Continue. I was just. I just. It's uh, just fucking. It's fucking awesome, man. Like I can. Yeah. Like this. Like the shit on the back, man. It could have easily just like be, been plain on the back. You know, a little more ribs, more like sort of snow, uh, leopard or whatever, uh, Siberian tiger. Um, <laughs> but like they had that extra like sort of uh, ribbing on the back. I, I I call it ribbing. I don't know if that's the exact term for it. I'll have to ask my wife, but um. You know, on the back, there's this whole like extra like spine piece that just mm-hmm. like fuck. You didn't need it, but it's fucking there, and it fucking it just makes the the outfit. It's crazy. It just looks so good, man. I just want to say, also, Joey, love the coat. Great, more of that. Um, but also, <laughs> next season, I'm gonna need to see Danny put on some fucking armor. Uh, That'll be interesting. I think yeah, she yeah. needs some badass battle armor. Dragon, I was really stone, hoping, dragon like, glass armor, man. I mean, something, I don't know, just something like I would love to see her just don like this fucking because I mean, she's been into battle so many times and it's always just with like normal looking clothing on or like some like leather garment or something. But like this time she's like, I'll ride out in this nice coat. And I was like, that's a dope ass coat. But where the fuck's your armor at? You're fucking clean. As long as they continue to kill it, man, and just go beyond the, you know, the, the sort of norm of what we expect sort of medieval clothing to look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that jacket was just like, it's ridiculous and it fit the part yeah she's a queen she got that nice ass shit okay so moving on the this is the scene where the the hound throws the stones uh knocks out a jaw of one of them which is which was cool but then he's the he reveals to the white walkers that that shit is walkable again the uh Mm -hmm. frozen lake and um, then the horde charges the rock. And again, because uh, I hadn't put two and two together, I guess, when I was watching it, I was like, man, they're really going to fucking die. Uh, I, I, I didn't uh, think about uh, Danny showing up. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, another great scene. I mean, them fighting a bunch of fucking White Walkers. This is what you want. This is You got the Avengers together here. Uh, let's, let's show some major action. And, they, man, it did not disappoint. Yeah, uh, I thought it was fucking great. I thought, yeah, I really love seeing everybody fighting together and sort of the different styles. Like Maddie was pointing out, even just that Jorah was using a knife. You know, yeah, they all yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, had yeah. like different things they were doing. Uh, I think the Hound was using the hammer, which mm-hmm. that was yes. that was great. Yes, um, yeah, and I loved uh, I loved John's little sort of PTSD moment that he had, where like oh, everything yeah. slowed down and. You know, he's looking around again at all the death around him. I just thought it was great. Great sequence. Yeah, we see, like, you know, the hound fucking throws that one sort of small rock and hits the the dude in the jaw, knocks his jaw off, and he's just, like, just looks at him. And then he decides to pick up a bigger rock and think that he's going to cover the same distance. Yeah. And clearly yeah. it doesn't. And then you see the <laughs> fucking rock just slide across the ice, and you're like, oh, you idiot. Yeah, maybe the dumbest idiot. thing the hound has ever done. Uh, you, 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 you fucking impatient dumbass, you know, and then they just like look up and then it's cool shot. You just see like feet just start walking across the ice and, uh, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh. And a dude with just a bone for a leg too, you know? Yeah. 
Dude, I thought I thought we were gonna lose Tormund. I got I got sad, boys. I know. I was, I was like, don't you do it? Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought Tormund was it. One thing I want to add is that Tormund, uh, as well as I think a couple of the other guys, are using dragon glass weapons. He did have a dragon glass axe. Oh shit! Really? If you like, take a look at his axe. It's hard. To, I mean, you can kind of tell. It's it's like two big pieces of dragon glass, sort of like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. put together on a uh, I guess a hand or a pole or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, he doesn't start out with that though. Does he? He doesn't. I mean, he obviously had he yeah. has it the whole time. Yeah, no, I know he does. I don't know how he got it, but okay. his axe is way more intricate and like a piece of sharpened metal and not we, dragging glass. What, what do you mean? I know, like this whole this episode. Yeah, he had the, the beginning of the episode. Yeah, he hasn't. Like, I mean, he might have had it on him, or it was one of the random dudes because they all change weapons throughout. Because I yeah. think the hammer's lost by now. Because like I don't think uh, the hound was using it towards the end of that battle. No, he definitely you definitely see him drop it. Yeah, yeah. So I think they all kind of change weapons. Yeah, I assume more of them had dragon glass. Um, but yeah. yeah, I know the axe you're talking about, Joey, because it looks like these just jagged pieces shoved into it. Yeah, uh, stick. It's like, well, okay, we didn't have time to forge yeah. anything, so I guess this will work. Yeah, and that's one of the things, you know, and I understand we're moving at an accelerated rate, and, you know, we definitely could have had a scene where it's like, you know, here, here's an axe for Tormund or whatever, you know, just oh, sort yeah. of like, we're, we're, here are weapons made of dragon glass, and we never see that. We don't even know how far they got mined, they mined, like, if anything was made. It's just like, quickly John turns around and has to go on the suicide mission. So we have no idea, sort of like, Oh, were you forgetting the dragon glass? Is that happening? Like, what's yeah. we, we, you just came here for dragon glass, and now I see no like, you know, fruits of your labor. Yeah. No, there definitely needed to be a montage scene with some sweaty dudes like laboring <laughs> over, yeah. um, you know, like like wiping their arm across their brow and like it's hard I mean, work. I, yeah, I mean they brought in glass. they brought in um fucking Gendry. You know, I need to see some like. Uh, some reforging of Aragorn's sword going on, man. Some fucking, Dude, I, <laughs> some fucking rousing music, just da da da. You know, just forging yeah, some I'm dragon glass it. weapons, dude. Um, I don't have much else to say about that scene. So, one little tidbit that I did really like too was um when the uh one of the uh, whites that was on fire got approached the white that was tied down and john took that dude out oh, and yeah. put try to put out those little flames because it's like protect the mission you know like obviously oh, yeah, if he yeah, goes yeah, up yeah, in yeah, flames yeah, yeah, mission's yeah. over yeah you know, so that was like he dropped everything to do that go ahead maddie oh yeah and right after that scene that one skeleton dude jumps at him he thrusts his sword through him that scene was dope yes <laughs> yeah well he does like, a, like, like yeah. a behind the back type of move right like he moves i think he falls down because he's padding out the other uh, he's padding out the one they need to take back to cersei and he's like, turns around at this split second, just thrusts his sword up because it's just like full on skeleton, like Roger. Oh, and, and like, yeah, like, a, yeah, that, I thought that scene was dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Also, love when the hound knocks the hole in the ice. I was like, what you guys should have been doing when they started walking is oh, taking hammers awesome. and knocking shit in the ice. Yeah, so keep 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 making sure it's broken, man. Don't don't let it yeah. freeze over. You got a fucking big hammer. John, I thought you were general. Mm. I thought you read people. I thought you led people before. Mm. Bad strategy, my friend. Bad strategy. Oh man, we're gonna complain about nit nitpicky shit. Y'all should have been breaking ice consistently while you're sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get your naps in. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, the next scene is the dragons to the rescue. Danny tortures some zombies. The Night King takes out the dragon, and pretty much all fans were kind of seeing all this this coming. There's been the ice dragon um, theory for a long time. Devastated man. Um, and then John sacri- sacrifices himself again. <laughs> Danny uh, doesn't want to leave, but she does because she a she's about to lose another dragon and herself, and so uh, she leaves, of course. And then um, Benjamin, out of fucking nowhere, saves John. That was kind of my question uh, here. How he does he the know same John thing was there, Brown. man? How does he have a fucking GPS tracker on John? What what's going on here? I, I well, just he, just since we're talking about that, I, I kind of feel like that cold hands, as they call him, um, which is actually Benjamin Stark. I'm sure he's definitely like you know the biggest thing going on over the wall is this massive undead army marching south. You know, oh, pretty much all the, all the wildlings have basically been either wiped out or spread out or gone south to the wall. Um, mm-hmm. So he's definitely like, you know, I'm sure he's keeping tabs on sort of what's going on. Like he's like, you know, he's just one man just like uh, tracking them basically. Yeah, uh, he's a ranger. He's yeah, like he's the first ranger, ranger of the – Yeah. Yeah. So he's been out there before they went on the suicide mission. Benjamin's already out there tracking bitches. Ben Benjamin yeah. been out there like the second episode. Yeah. Of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. They also like saved Brandon and gotcha. Mira. Yeah. And it's always like we never saw him again. You know, his uh, raiding party got demolished or Destroyed. something happened and they never found his body. And then, you know, many seasons later, we see him catch up with Brandon Mira and is. Is the Jojen and Hodor still with them at that point? No, they're dead. It's just them two because you think they're going to die because you're like, she can't fight off like because there's like six white, six whites around her or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, who the fuck's going to save the day? And then Benji comes out of nowhere. It's his MO, dude. He comes out of fucking nowhere. Saves the fucking day. Saves those start. He's just just watching in the background. He's just waiting for shit to happen. He's like, all right. Yeah. Him swinging that fire uh, fire chain. Fire yeah. chain, that shit was badass as fuck. Yeah. It didn't ruin it for me at all. I was just just had questions like, what the fuck? Just My question out is, of how does he light that thing on fire? <laughs> does he have also Lord of Light powers and he's, und- and he's also undead? I don't know. How does he do it? doesn't bother me, though, because it looks badass. Nope. doesn't <laughs> bother me, though. doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> it's you know, taking there's, out there's some the, the White Walker skulls. Of like, of like, why didn't Benjamin and John leave together? Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that like, <laughs> you know, I I kind of see it as more of just like a uh, kind of uh, stopping the White Walkers a little longer, get you know, them, so they he, can he, get away. Yeah, that's how I. You he know? definitely needed also, more time to sort of ride off. Um, and I did love. And also, oh sorry, I've just Benji can't go past the wall at this point. Like yeah, his magic's yeah. blocking him. So like, where's he gonna go? He's just gonna wait outside with no horse. Well, that's the thing. Here's like, did, did the magic seal break because the Night King touched Brant? Oh shit! Mate. But does Benjamin know that? He probably doesn't. Benjamin may not know that. You're right. So, because so. the Night King knows, and then he's not. He's not a le- He's not a follower of the Night King. So, like, and he would have no knowledge of Brandon ever sure. doing that. Sure. So, 
I don't know. I feel like it was, I'm with you, Joey, with the fact that it's just like, he's like, I'm going to give John as much time as he can. And, yeah, you know, I mean, I've saved all the Stark children I can. It's up to them now. And I mean, I mean who wants to I, live that long being undead anyway, yeah, you know? True, true. Uh, yeah. It like that. You can tell he, he didn't seem happy when he met up with Bran and, and Mira. You know what I mean? He's kind of, he just kind of was always on his own. And maybe mm-hmm. he felt like he needed to sort of wait around for the, the, the right time or whatever. Like I, I could have gone either way with that scene had mm-hmm. Benjamin gone with John or just stayed back to sort of fight them off. Like John just had done with the dragon. Yeah. I think it would have started blood. It would have so not, not to fit. I felt like it would have been distracting for the, not only the viewer, but for the mission itself. If Benjamin had gone in and showed up like, Hey guys, like, like it's a lot, a lot needs to be explained. Like he's half dead. Like, where have you been? So I just, I thought it worked because like you guys said, like Benjamin was sort of hanging out, like he's a scout, he's a ranger. So he's probably watching. And then when obviously he connects the dots, once John does his sort of, uh, his sacrifice where he tries to just like give him time so the dragon can take off. That's probably when I would say he, he cuts down to, cause he knows what's about to happen. Yeah. I just want to say, I wonder if he was like, I'm going to ride in and then the dragons come in. He goes, Oh, I'm going to hold back. Because oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's just see how this goes down real quick before I rush in there and risk my life. Yeah. And, and, but and, I, I'm just glad we saw him again. Honestly, I'm glad that yeah. Benjamin showed up because after this, they're going to go past the wall. So mm-hmm. was know, would there be any point for Benjamin to like do anything? I don't know. Right. I did want more of Danny being shocked and sort of distraught that Viserion died in front of her, like the sort of initial shock of like, you know, him basically going down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I would have liked to see more, some, just some sort of other look than just sort of staring in a way. Um, I think, then, I think Jorah covered it. Yeah. Jorah, when he looks at her and you're just like, Oh, yeah. Jorah knows yeah, how intense like, this is. And like most of those people other than John, I think, uh, have not seen dragons. You know, I feel like a lot of people are just like, not as shocked as I would kind of want them to be having just seen a fucking dragon fucking fly in the air and save them from undead. And maybe, maybe the fact that they've seen undead, they're just like, fuck it. Anything's possible at this point. But like, just seeing like a dragon, you know, like John, when he just, when they all just dropped and were just like, holy shit, you know, when they were going up to Dragonstone, like just sort of more of that, like, holy fuck, you know, it's a dragon. That, that, yeah, that's I can dragon, believe that's that, a dragon right there. I can believe that the hound would be like, well, fuck it, it's my way out. So I believe the hound would do that because his attitude is very much like, fuck it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to jump on this motherfucker and get the fuck out of here. Sure, sure. But, what? Mike, what were you going to say? I was going to say, uh, Two things I liked in this sequence is um, is the hound twice sort of uh, after earlier where um, what's the guy's name who actually died on the mission? Thoros. Yeah, Thoros, yeah. where Thoros was looking at him as he's getting mauled and he didn't do anything. So sort of I was like, man, like I'm kind of disappointed the hound didn't show up. But then like twice he saves, helps save Thorman. And then um, he also grabs Jorah. He's the one who pulls Jorah up. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So he, yeah. he definitely like stepped up twice and made up for it, you know? Uh, so I like that they gave him that redemption cause you know, he needs to feel good about himself. It's true. He <laughs> has know? so many issues. He needs some self-esteem boosters. Uh, yeah, he does. 
He's a sad little baby boy. <laughs> yeah. And dude, when Tormund, when we almost lost Tormund, man, I was like freaking out. I was like, pulling nah. him down into the fucking uh, lake. Yeah, because sort of yeah. like the music drops out and all you yeah. hear is him screaming and saying, yeah. help me. Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going under. Like, I was like, fuck. He got a badass scar, though. Yeah, he, he did. Got, he got he that did. Tyrion scar. And then uh, watching the Night King take out the dragon was just like awful. It's just, you know, loving dragons. And then the way just the it felt so real, the yeah. way uh, the quality level of it and reminded yes. me of like uh, like poachers. It's like such a poaching thing. There's like three of these things left, and this guy killed yeah, one. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. such a sad, th- sad thing to see. Well, yeah, I mean, in Night King's eyes, he didn't kill him though. I, well, I guess, but I mean, it's become jumping the gun. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. jumping again. It's hard not to jump. Fuck. Well, we all. It's all kind of mushed together, so it is yeah, tough. This it's this tough. particular episode. So yeah. Much, yeah. So much. Once it goes back to them, and like the dude hands him the spear, you're just like, it's over. Yeah. This, this guy is down. way too calm way too methodical and like you know he's he's just not there to fuck around and just like pull that shit back and you know we we thought he was going after jogon because obviously there's oh, an easy thought. uh target and i don't know exactly why um but <laughs> yeah he, i don't you know <laughs> he just sees maybe because he sees that that dragon's not posing a threat at the moment so he's like there's two others that are posing a threat to my army so then he sees the one closest to him basically pans and just launches that shit and just like, so Viserys, Viserion is the dragon. Mm-hmm. It punctures Viserion while he's like blowing fire. So I guess it hits like a lung or something. Yeah. And so fire bursts on his chest, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was kind of cool to see that, yeah. the sort of inner fire sort of like bursting out of it, the wounds. I, I just want to say while you're on this, I love the way the blood came out of him because I've never seen like anything, anything that big fall from the sky that has like blood in it. Yeah, that was so, a like, lot of figuring blood. out the yeah. physics of that must have been like, how the fuck does this even work? But I thought it looked like, uh, for lack of a better, beautiful, you know, even though it's a very sad moment. I was just like, God, this is yeah. like, this is some great effects, it, man. It hit a, like, it's I like it hit an artery or something because there was a yeah. lot of blood. It's yeah. just spewing out. They wanted you to know he was dying. They caught him on fire and they made yeah. him bleed out. Yeah. Even the sound, like it was just like the pain, you know. Like yeah, I mean, you felt like it was it was over. I it like the fact like that he face- fell into the lake too. Yeah. It's almost like a like a baptism in a way. Baptism into the evil side. Right. Yeah. But he yeah. comes out of the water and only to be transformed into something new. I think Maybe maybe going a little bit deep there, but you know I think that kind of works. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I can see that. Yeah. And uh, so after it happens too, there's the moment where John wants to charge, like he's sort of taken over by his rage. He's like, yeah. "I'm gonna kill this." He's he's thinking about going for it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. sees that like he could take out another one, so he says like, "Go!" And then he totally just tries to take out as many as he can uh, before Daenerys sees him. Like that was. So good, good sequence. Yeah, John basically sort of was sacrificing himself to like, you know, it's kind of like go, I'll hold them off because you know you had a few of them running at the dragon, so it's like, you know, they they still hadn't gotten everybody on. John wasn't on yet, and then like you're just gonna have like White Walkers like climbing the dragon too, and just became a, you know, it's gonna become a like more of a a hassle, and they needed to go now because, you know, uh, Night King was about to fucking launch another uh, missile you know yeah so like 
At first, I was wondering, I was like, does John have like a savior complex? Did he need to do that? Because he's he, first, he always seems to be in this position. Yeah, you know? and now that he's like, dead, he does. Yeah, yeah, and like, because there was a moment where like he was gonna get pulled up, and then instead he ran off, and I was like, did he actually need? Could they have just got him and they bounced? But I don't know. I, what do you guys think? Selfless hero I mean, complex. I mean, yeah, sort of like because I mean, it makes sense if he's a bastard, like to to need to like have this like mass approval. Thing. Right. Yeah. You know, so like I do wonder he's sometimes. He's always trying him. to prove himself because yeah. he was been rejected. In exactly. A way. Yeah. Like yeah. is he? Oh, is that sort of his savior complex there? I, d- I definitely think he has that because again, you know, he he knows that he doesn't he doesn't want to be king. He yeah. wants to rid rid get rid of the White Walkers. Basically, that's his only mission in life at, at this point. Um, I don't think he like you guys talked about going Frodo wanting to go back home. Like John doesn't see anything past killing the white walkers that's a it, you know and so yeah. he was like you guys go i'll handle these guys and like if they if john was going to die there then you know he was going to die there basically mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna have to go with joey on uh it i i think uh i think john doesn't have much to look forward to and you know i don't know what it's like being undead and how heavy that must weigh on you <laughs> um that you've escaped death once so maybe he feels like he just owes it to people are still living their first life to sacrifice mm-hmm. a second life for the greater good. Um, you know, cause he did get a second chance at something that, you know, if any of these other guys die, they're not getting a second chance, you know, besides Barrick Tondarian, who is on his seventh life, but you know, <laughs> you know, there's like no one else except for the red witch to try to bring someone back. But, you know, and he knows that and I think at that moment too, he knows he's, you know, he's like, I'll save Danny at all costs because I think he's kind of coming around to what Torment said earlier in the episode that, you know, and ultimately what happens at the end is that maybe he does see her at a queen, as a queen at this point and she's the most important thing to make, you know, the world a better place and he's not. So if that means he can run and charge the Night King and take him out, he's going to do it, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, love John. I want him to run at everything anytime he can. <laughs> Just running everything. Just John. Yeah. Like a usually if he, goes, there. If, if he goes headlong into something, he usually comes out pretty good. That's true. Know. Yeah. Okay. So if he's got that sword with him. He usually comes out of it too. It's when he doesn't take it with him is when he's got to watch out. That's true. He only died from being um, betrayed by his own people. So maybe he didn't. Have that. He's been pretty good on the field, on the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, so then we move on to, uh, are we pretty much done with that segment? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then we move on to, uh, back to East, East watch the hound departs and where, where is he going to? We don't really know yet. This is where like, I think, and sort of, I'm guessing here, but I feel like his last mission is to kill the mountain. So that's where I think he's going. He definitely wants to kill his brother. He's mentioned this before, or he just, thinks I, it's really I necessary. don't think it's ever been mentioned that he, I think it, there's definitely a uh, disdain, but it's never been sort of brought up that he's like going to go kill his brother. No, it hasn't. Um, I, I, I don't know where the hound is going. I'm just thinking at some point it's going to lead to that battle. So yeah, Clegane yeah. Bowl is a fabrication of the internet so far. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just and also, he—he, he, I, I mean, he's going to King's Landing because he has the fucking zombie with him. 
Oh yeah, they got to show that he, off. He, he, he puts it in the boat, and I think the hound is maybe the only one that can like kind of go there and not be like killed straight out the gate. Maybe. No, he would die because he remember he abandoned uh, them on the battlefield. Oh. Cersei would totally. Kill That's him. true, right? But yeah. I feel like everyone else is like you have a wildling dead before he even steps foot. Well, they're all going. Um, right? John the also shouldn't get. Aren't they all? Yeah, I guess maybe he's going. doing. I don't understand why they like did that parting. <laughs> like I was like, wait, because yeah, like, that's what I assumed. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're going to go back and get Tyrion and all go together, and the Hound is just gonna yeah. I mean, it seemed deliver like, it earlier. That's what's going to happen because, um, you know, Danny's waiting for John. Drogon's flying overhead, either also looking or just completely wondering where his brother is. Um, <clears throat> oh yeah let's talk about that shit for a second too yeah. and then um you see john on cold hands horse coming up and i yeah. it basically it seems like everybody's like hot. i don't know if it, i guess like yeah i guess the hound is going with them with the with the i don't yeah. know i don't know who else is going on the ship i, I really don't remember like oh. i know there's parting but i don't remember who's going on the ship other than like danny and probably jorah and and john yeah because I know he says bye to Barry Dondarrion, and he's like, "I hope we meet. We'll meet again." And he says, "I fucking hope not." That was um, so right. awesome. So, yeah, and so I don't maybe just like Barrick and is leaving. Yeah, I, I think Barrick's going to Kingsley. Yeah, yeah. I felt like maybe that departing was because Barrick's actually going to stay at the Wall. Yeah, or at Eastwatch. Maybe. Or yeah. They don't really. They just need to show off the White Walker or the White. They don't really need all of them there. Right. I mean, yeah. They'll probably get somebody else for the well, travel. But do you do you think yeah. they they actually think they can convince Cersei even with a White? I think it's even Cersei will be like, well, how many are there? You know, I don't know. I think she'll still yeah. be skeptical. I think we got to put a pin in that too because that's kind of like the next yeah. one. That's a so, theory. Like what yeah, we think yeah. next. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna write but that. But I down. also say. Before we move on to B, I would just want to say that like it's Beric Dondarrion and Tormund saying bye to the Hound, so I'm assuming those two stay behind because yeah. Tormund is yeah, the leader that, of the East Watch. Sense. So yeah, that makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah. I guess at this point, I, I do expect uh, after this battle and and what um, uh, Beric has seen, I'm sure his Lord of the Light is just saying like maybe I need to stay on East Watch and uh, guard the realm, you know. Yeah, I mean, because they are the like, whenever they come through or go around or break the wall, whatever the fuck's going to happen, there's going to be some guys there that's going to have to fight them. You know, so yeah. I assume that might be Barrick and uh, Tormund's last stand. Maybe we'll see Barrick use his last life for something. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah. Um, oh, and also, I just want to talk about the other dragon because it flies off after his brother dies. But where the fuck is it? Seen Drogon's flying around screaming. Yeah, yeah where's Rhaegal at? Because he ain't flying around with Drogon. Yeah, I mean, I he's guess we just you assume he's there somewhere. You know. Yeah, I mean that's what we've been doing with Ghost all season. He's yep. just somewhere. He's somewhere. But yeah, at the whole time I was like, wait, like after they kill the one, I was like, wait, where's the other? Where'd it go? So I had to rewatch it again. Just because I was like, I need to know. I need to know if it like flew off or yeah. like what happened. Because it like all that stuff happened so fast, man. It was just like, no, no. Oh my god. Oh, everything's happening. Where's everyone? <laughs> where, where are their places? Is everyone I safe? Know. I know. I know. It's <laughs> like we're 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 getting towards. We got one more season, man, of maybe six to or seven to eight episodes, and like, yeah, everything that we've thought 
and talked about is going to happen may happen. It's it's happening, you know. Right. I mean? So it's like I I wasn't surprised that Viserion went down, but I was definitely like not okay with it. You know, it's yeah, just like I didn't want it. Yeah, I want everyone happy. <laughs> how, how I mean. I haven't read the books, but how do you guys tell the difference? Like, I see three dragons on the screen. They all look the same to me. Basically, it's when they were younger, they were easy, easily, more easily to tell apart. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, They're different colors. Yeah. Drogon is black with a little bit of red. Okay. Rhaegal is green, and Viserion is white. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess like as they team. got older, the the colors didn't really, you know, they're not as vibrant. I guess to yeah. sort of tell them apart, because I okay. couldn't tell which one had died if it was Rhaegal or Viserion. Okay. Yeah, they show them. They show them more in color. Um, and when they dive off the mountain to go fly for the fight, you can see the colors. But I mean, it's like so. Like I mean, your color scheme and um, in Iceland is going to be like all that's going to be shadowed. So it's very hard to like right. see color and like the lighting effects and stuff, mm-hmm. but you can definitely like, if you just go back and watch it, you can definitely tell when they jump off, they are different colors. And like Joey said, when they're babies, they're definitely more vibrant. Okay. Um, more, but like, I didn't know when it fell. I didn't know which one it was. I knew it wasn't Drogon. Cause it's easy. Yeah. Like you can see like all his scales and his coloring. Cause we've seen him the most, but, um, yeah, I mean, I was worried. I was like, which one? And then Joey, we were like talking, and he was like, it's this one. I was like, okay. I mean, I still don't like it, but. Yeah. All right. Like, at least that. Viserion named after Viserys, her shitty brother. And so oh, now we got Kong a. Uh, King, that guy? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Which he is also dead. So it makes sense that maybe he would go out, that dragon lord. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the other guy's dead. The other one it's named after, or Rhaegal or whatever, is also named after someone. So. Rhaegar, John's father. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I don't think that was an accident. I think that's on purpose. Yeah. I think that's yeah, no, what I do that too. Was. yeah. If we know anything about Game of Thrones, they love doing this shit. They so John's it. gonna be riding that dragon. Yep. Oh shit. That's what we want to see. That's pretty awesome. So then after that, uh Danny was waiting at the wall and then John arrives on horseback. Uh let's see here, and then John is loaded onto the boat and headed for Dragonstone, I guess to heal while he's going there. And yeah. then and also just to kind of regroup and get those, that armor going. Yep. And the weapons, yep. it's armor and weapons, right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And, uh, that's pretty much it for the, that scene. There was a, in that scene, there was a great moment where, um, she's sort of watching him and then they sort of undo his armor and, and, uh, she sees his wound yeah. Over his heart. So that, that was like confirmation for her that he was yeah. stabbed in the heart. Like that uh-huh. was, that oh, was yeah, the moment yeah, where yeah, she yeah, realized yeah, it was yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Th- there's a lot to unpack in this scene. There's it's a true. lot of uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. will they or won't they going on in this scene. Yes. A lot yes, of like, yes. shit, I'm looking at a hot undead body. What do I do? Yeah. I it did have a dragon just die. Yeah. One of my children was just murdered, but I uh, still have tinglings. I mean, you can't help it. Got all kinds of feelings going on. You're crying. You're upset. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely Maybe felt. Just... I definitely felt like it was like a healing scene for them. They were sort of both healing in in multiple ways. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, what do you guys think? You think it's gonna happen she, or no? She was it healing. Can't happen. She's checking out those abs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, okay. 
I I think it's probably not going to happen just because I think the, the, the show has had enough incest already. And I think it's going to be George R. R. Martin's probably also a Star Wars fan. This is really pulling out. I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I just think it's going to go the Luke and Leia route. Yeah. I think they're going to, there's going to be a little bit of this foreplay bullshit. <laughs> and, and it's George R. R. Martin also being like, ha ha, you thought they're going to get together? No. I, I just, I think, I, I don't know. My, my prediction here is that they're not, they're not actually going to get together. Mm. Just yeah. so we know, Martin ain't writing this shit right now, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I'm pretty sure it's a business thing. That's a beat that he probably at least set out if he didn't write that part out. I, I just I don't know I I think I think that also the characters are too likable for them to head down the road of incest. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think they'll get together sexually. Maybe it's a they become king and queen for their line, or I don't know. I mean, obviously that it involves sex, so maybe not. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think they're going to get together. I feel that like I definitely feel like I do want the scene where they and obviously it, it's going to happen but i want you know for them to discover that they're family you know yeah. and sort of have like yeah, a good yeah. a good parting um a, a, a nice uh revelation you know i want that to really sort of sink in since we've sort of like been seeing this kind of you know longing from danny to john you know yeah I mean, I, I'm going to go with Andrew on it. I definitely think it's a Star Wars beat. Like, they're just teasing us and teasing mm-hmm. everyone with it. Um, yeah. I think the hand-holding, if, like, what people are reading into is just, like, maybe, like, I don't know. I mean, hand-holding means a lot of different things, and I think just now it means, oh, they're getting together because that's what hand-holding yeah. means. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. It could just mean, that, like, hey, you know, it's like you just lost a, a, a child, and we had that discussion about it, and mm-hmm. I almost died again, and we seem to get one another and trust one another at this point. And, and when he says, basically he bends the knee, you know, I mean, we're getting a little ahead here, but you know, I think it was, you know, it's just more of like, Hey, I can't bend the knee, but here, like you can feel like there's a handshake, you know, I don't know. I just kind of read it as that. Cause I'm with, I'm with everybody. I like, don't need more incest. Like, you know, right. You know, if George R. R. Martin decides to do it later on or whatever the fuck he wants to do, that's cool. You know, but I just like, come on, man, let's make, not make the show gross, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, to keep from that, you know, like just having to be, you know, bro and sis, you know, or, you know, cousins, whatever the fuck they are. Yeah. Definitely longing for them, but there's definitely going to be some, definitely some heartbreak. And I'm sure some, like, some more, some admiration of, you know, oh, there's another Targaryen alive. It's not just me. You know, there's going to be a mixed emotions going on for sure once that reveal happens joey i think you broke up in the first part of what you were saying there yeah i couldn't hear any of you guys for like a couple like a minute or something okay oh, sorry. okay i uh, did not know that joey can you repeat what I, you... I feel like I've, I've heard everybody i've sorry if i broke up what i was going to say is basically like they see i think danny sees john as her equal and yes obviously mm-hmm. no one knows that they're uh family so she is definitely sort of falling in love with him. But I, what I, you know, I kind of just kind of go back to sort of the re- revelation is I want to see like, there's going to be a lot of mixed emotions and sort of heartbreak, but also sort of admiration that, uh, you know, I do have another living family member um, that's alive. And, you know, I don't think that she's ever going to have to worry about John trying to be a su- successor to her getting the throne. Yeah. 
Yeah, John doesn't give a shit either. As long as he he revealed to her two episodes ago or so, like he doesn't care about becoming king or owning land or you know mm-hmm. being king shit on fuck mountain. He doesn't care about that at all. So yeah, uh, and she believes it. So yeah, and she, oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I just I see a lot of parallels with like Aragon from the Lord of the Rings stuff, like mm-hmm. with John, like you know. Aragon doesn't really want the crown. He doesn't really care about it till like you get to the end of the series and stuff. And then he like ends up marrying like the elf person, but John doesn't have that person anymore because that was Aragon's great love and John has lost his great love. Mm-hmm. So I, I like, I don't know if you guys heard, but I'd like to see him go the way of like Frodo or something, you know, just like Jon Snow just exists and he's just living his life. He'll be there when you need him. But, yeah. And, you know, and, I, and, and there's theories to that. And we'll get to that later. Okay. Okay, uh, so then we get to the uh, Winterfell scene where it's the uh, Arya and Sansa showdown uh, once again, and Sansa is going through the bag of faces, and uh, then Arya is aggressive as fuck, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like fuck. I know Arya doesn't like Sansa that much, but her seemingly wanting to kill her. It makes me think that maybe she's still playing this spy game and yeah. she's trying to manipulate Sansa and to, I guess, killing Littlefinger with that knife. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen with all this. So that's what sort of like definitely uh, there's something weird going on with Arya this episode and, and sort of just uh, we kind of don't quite know what she's doing, but I agree with you, Bush. I think that... Uh, not manipulate, but I think she's trying to pull something out of Sansa to uh-huh. get her. Cause there's this great monologue she has about like, uh, they don't let girls be just whoever they want, but look at me, I can be whoever I want. You know what I mean? Like I broke free from that. You know, you can too, but you know what you have to do. And she hands her the knife. Like that's sort of the way I interpreted. She thinks that, so she's saying that little finger is keeping her from being what she wants to be. Yeah. Because she's saying that like, you know, essentially for her to move forward and to move on it, she knows what she has to do. She has to kill the one person that she's still let in. She's still letting manipulator to this day. Like she's still being passive with little finger in that way. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, she's not taking control of her environment and like cutting these people out that, you know, are essentially inflicting harm on her. But um, that's, yeah. So I think that's what's going on. And she doesn't want to kill Sansa. I think it's all just sort of, you know, you know what he's doing. You know, he's trying to split us up. Yeah. Because his guard's probably down too because <clears throat> he likes Sansa so much. Oh, he, yeah. he, he, I feel like his guard is up, but I feel that like he's definitely is in a safe environment. Uh-huh. Uh, where he just feels like he needs to cause chaos. So, yeah, I, I feel like his guard is down uh, somewhat. Uh, so Ar- Arya basically just came in and was just like, like as we said, just aggressive AF. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like. As the kids say. To, you know, just saying, all, you know, talking all this shit, you know. And then she basically gives Sansa the knife, and you're like, you're you're coming on really fucking strong and you're just gonna like sort of pass over the knife. So yeah, it's like so what is sort of her end game? Is she sort of playing the sort of like faceless man games 
where, you know, they're not really saying what you need to do. They're just kind of giving you it through riddles. Um, so, like, I don't – I feel like that Arya definitely still has beef with Sansa. I don't think they'll ever be lovey-dovey, you know, sisters that are going to hug and, like, you know, hang out. Um, they'll 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 – come together over Littlefinger at least. They'll definitely come together. And I, yeah, it seemed like that maybe like, I think you guys had mentioned that she was trying to like drag something out of Sansa. Um, by doing, yeah, sort of by doing, I guess, scaring the shit out of her. Cause well, if she didn't kill yeah. her, there's definitely another sort of game afoot. You know, she's definitely playing at something. I think she she says like because she has that line where earlier where she's like you're scared like what are you scared of mm-hmm. like why are you why are you so afraid like uh, and I think it's because she knows she knows that she's sort of let this little finger character in you know like she knows that so I don't know to me this this is how I interpreted that entire thing that she's just trying to say like you know like rise to the occasion here. You know? Yeah, she's uh, yeah. I feel like she's kind of still dealing with, um, like she doesn't have a lot of self esteem in a way. You know, to sort of put it mildly, like, um, no, no. you know, she's just kind of been like just manipulated and uh, just sort of mentally tortured by Joffrey and Cersei and uh, uh, Ramsey. You know, and she just you know, finally she's in a sort of place of power and she wants it, but she in a way feels like she doesn't deserve it. And I, yeah, it seems like Arya's like, you know, sort of like really pushing her to like, you need to get over like what happened to you. It was horrible. Um, but you need to sort of, I guess, survive and, and, and grow past that and, and sort of defeat it in a way by doing so. Which is the survival, right? That's right. like the survival is by sort of like coming through that door, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like you're not fully healed. So do this, you know, this will, yeah. this is this is what will do it, you know. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, Sansa has yet to uh, I mean, I guess really other than Ramsey um, has has killed no one. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like she's she hasn't hasn't destroyed any of her enemies, and I guess well, never mind. Um, I was going to say <laughs> I guess Ramsey's not really an enemy, but I of course he is. I, I had a little my mind slipped, um, but yeah, just seeing her sort of take control and become uh, uh, the Lady of Winterfell and like taking care of your enemies. Yeah, but Arya can't just put on a mask. And go and kill Littlefinger. Littlefinger's that good. But that's what I think she's giving it to Sansa. So she's willing to wait it out. She knows that this this will help. Yeah, exactly. This will help Sansa by doing this. So if Sansa can't do it, she's like, I'm put on a face. Mm -hmm. I'm taking him out myself. Okay. It just lets her know who Sansa is. Like, it definitely lets her know where where she's at. But, you know, the more we, like, Sansa's going to kill Littlefinger, man. It's going to be glorious, and we're all going to fucking love it. No, I it, can't wait, dude. It'll maybe settle the whole scroll thing, too, between them. I think they both, I think at least Arya has no doubt that 
<laughs> that this all is Littlefinger. She didn't find yeah. that by accident. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Oh yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, Mike on this. I just think it's like Arya doesn't like she. The stuff she says at the beginning of the episode makes like us as a. Uh, as viewers be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's very upsetting. It's like, how can they be like this? Cause I mean, we were talking about it earlier and I'm just like, I don't care for this shit. When she flips that knife around, I was like, Ooh, yeah, right. Yeah. Give her that knife. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Arya is not upset by this letter. I don't think it, you know, I think it's more, it scares Sansa more than it does Arya. Yeah. She's not worried about, it. she doesn't care. She's just trying to, there's, you know, uh, there's a uh, little finger is the bad seed, you know, we got to get him out and then we can be a family again and we can start make Winterfell strong and we have John and Bran and, you know, let's bring Winterfell back to where it was or like move on to take over King's Landing. Like, but you got to get rid of this like sore on you before we can do any of this shit, you know, step up. And the one person, responsibility. Yeah. And the one person who, for some reason you still like sort of let have this power over you, like, he obviously had that scroll. So sort of, I think with Littlefinger, like she still sees him as somebody who has somewhat of a control over her in a way. Yeah. All right. Just wondering. So in the next scene here, we got John and Danny uh, heal together. John bends the knee while Danny wants to suck the D, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> We already covered, covered that. that. What am I doing? Okay. That's <laughs> I mean, I think that scene does happen in the order that we have it, but I think we all just talked about it when they were getting. Yeah, we did, we, we kind of yeah, skipped yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So after that, then we have the uh, amazing scene where the Night King pulls out the dragon. Everybody complained about the fucking chains for some stupid reason. And then he turns the dragon into a fucking ice dragon. And my question here is, it's going to breathe frothy blasts? <laughs> yes. So we're going to see people just straight up get frozen to death and then probably uh, shatter, like an ice shatter type of thing? Yeah, I can, I can see that. It's going to be fucking I mean, we badass, don't know. We don't, we don't really know, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun I mean, to think about. You know, it, yeah. it seems like that. Obviously, he's gonna he's gonna ride the dragon and fucking toss lances and fucking blow ice. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. If he turns uh, another one, man. Oh my god. I I don't know if it'll get to that point, but like, yeah, it just they're they're bringing more winter now at this point. You know, you saw him bring the storm, um, and then. You know, now they have an ice dragon, so it's like again, yeah. How are they going to get over the wall? Um, we're still trying to figure out how that's going to go down. Um, and then, uh, you know, just how do you, you know, what's going to happen after that? I mean, dude, I just need to see uh, Drogon take on that fucking night, like knock uh, the Night King off of that fucking dragon, just fly in, boom, done. Yeah. And they just battle it out, man, while the other battle's going on. Just in the background, you see two dragons going at it, man. Dude, I think we're going to have like a Battle of the Bastards type episode where it's just a big-ass dragon battle. Yeah. Yeah. Next season. Uh, I'm down. Dude, I'm down. Yeah. Dude, it's I'm fucking down. going down. So we've gotten to the end of the point-by-point uh, -point breakdown. So let's go into uh, overall 
thoughts uh, lead the way, Mike? Uh, I think uh, I think we're headed towards um, something really big. I think we're like they're not just going to make peace and get ready for the the war with the dead army in King's Landing. So I think we're going to see something really big happen there down in King's yeah. Landing. Joey? Um, I, oh, so, sorry, um, Matty. I thought it was a great episode. Um, I basically loved every second of it. I've seen it twice now. I meant to see it a third time, but I had to work today. Um, I, 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 I could, I could watch that, that episode over and over again. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of good shit in this episode, man. Um, it, 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 it definitely exceeded my expectations as far as where I thought this whole like wild bunch dirty dozen crew was going to go and do, um, yeah. you know, we sort of had that theory about the drag Danny coming with the dragons and it came true. Um, yeah. you know, I just, uh, yeah, I enjoyed every minute of it. Maddie. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like this episode. I mean, I definitely think I see like, I get some of the complaints and I think we brought up some complaints that I haven't really read about, but it didn't bother me. I mean, it's game of Thrones. I love it. I, you know, I think game of Thrones works best and there's all theories while we're watching it and how the season's going to end, but you never know how you're fully going to feel about a season till the finale. So, you know, I'm kind of like Joey was saying, it's like, I will reserve any of how much I hate it or love it after it's all said and done. Um, but I did like this episode and for what's to come, we all know Cersei's going to do some bullshit because that's what Cersei does. <laughs> She's not just going to sit back and talk. She's going to say some bullshit to try to make Danny mad, and it's going to work because she got that temper. But Tyrion's going to lay his hand on her and be like, that's my sister. Don't fall for it. Yeah. And so we – another thing I was going to say is like, as far as like the what everybody's upset about as far as like the – how fast a crow flies and how fast Genji can run. And, you know, I, I, I see you and I acknowledge what you're saying. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I, 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 I've gone through six seasons of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and plot it's plots and expositions. And, you know, at this point it's like, you know, uh, it, it, actually, I you know I watched the first season just recently, um, and I'm on to the second season. And crows fly pretty fucking fast. Yeah. If you actually go back and watch this the the series, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I I see you, and I don't care. <laughs> Joey, I feel the exact same way. I can understand the points to a certain degree, but to the point where you're going to complain about it to 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 no end on the internet and make it at least seem like it ruins the show for you just fuck off i mean are you even if you're not having fun watching the show anymore then just stop watching it yeah to me this is this was probably the best episode of the season in my opinion and we say that after every episode dude i know i've been saying it but i think it's been true for this season it's just we got the ice dragon we had a big ass white walker fight uh sansa and um aria stuff Maybe the most boring part, but still the spy game being played by Arya and Littlefinger under the surface here. Even that's really, really interesting. Uh, Tormund had some great scenes. I mean, the 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 Avengers. Everything about that was just great. Um, 
and then uh, the stuff happening between Daenerys and and John and what's going to happen there. Uh, whatever, like the, just the predictions you can make about that. You know, that's that was a lot of interesting stuff happened with that as well. So just a really great episode, I think, all around. Uh, I don't have really any any complaints. Yeah, I, I guess I can't really think of any. This was great. It was a fucking great episode. I was on the edge of my seat, especially in that end battle, man. Yeah. When that guy starts throwing that fucking spear and the dragon goes down, dude, fuck, that shit was great. <laughs> um, so uh, predictions for the next, for the finale. Uh, uh, so uh, anybody got any major ones? I have some questions from the pins that we w- we put a pin in. Oh, yeah. I have some questions okay. for that. But um, outside of what I'm about to say about that, anybody have any um, predictions uh, for the next episode, the finale? Uh, yeah, I actually accidentally gave mine earlier, but I just think uh, I think the meeting is going to turn into the trap. Yeah. And uh, so it's not going to just be this like big agreement. I think uh, we're going to see some some shit go down. So Wait, so you mean when they, when, they, when they meet for to show the White Walker, like, hey, th- these guys are coming, Cersei's not going to give a fuck and just kill them all, or want to anyway. I mean, I, I doubt it will be that that quick and that sort of like uh, seamless. But like, I think, yeah, I definitely think Cersei's gonna set a trap. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna all agree and and be one big union army, you know, fighting the dead. It's Cersei set up that meeting for Sansa to come. Is that she wants Sansa to come to that same White Walker meeting? Or is that? Oh, yeah. that that's what I'm thinking. She's yeah, I mean, of, sort of okay. like yeah, kill all our enemies. Yeah, she's sort of going to what is called the Dragon Pit. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess she's going to have a meeting with Tyrion, John. It didn't seem like Danny was there. Uh, I don't remember seeing her. Maybe, maybe you guys remember. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know if Sa- or Brienne is there either. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think that she's – that Sansa is basically – not Sansa. Cersei is going to, like, just kind of, like – Oh yeah, you brought me a dead bum, you know. Like let's yeah, let's yeah. let's uproot my army and go fight this White Walker. It's not enough. Like her, no, yeah. for her, for, she's got to see the fucking storm coming, man, with an ice dragon. Like for her to like, you know, for it to get through her fucking skull that you know the the dead is coming. So I think it's going to be at the end of the day, uh, just you know a failure. You know, it's it's just not going to work. So, uh, Matty, do you have any? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you guys. I mean, I definitely think Cersei's going to pull some bullshit because, like I said earlier, that's what she do. She's so good at it. Uh, <laughs> she's going to have a trap. I mean, at least we know there's no more wildfires, so she can't just blow everyone the fuck up, or yeah. at least half of that arena. So that's nice to know. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Danny will have a dragon waiting out back <laughs> somewhere, flying around or something, because I'd bring a fucking dragon to that fucking meeting. Yeah. Just so if I needed to call Drogon's name, breathe some motherfucking fire on some motherfuckers just in case. Uh, yeah, man, I'm not excited for it. I'll tell you that. I'm excited, but I'm not excited because yeah. it's either we're going to see Cersei, we're going to see Cersei agree to everything, and we're all going to be like, "What the fuck? We didn't see that coming." Just to get over this battle, and but she'll have a plan to agree. Down you know. The line. Yeah, definitely for the next season. So I think that might be the shocker that she does just agree and be like, yes, okay, this is enough proof. I'll follow you for now because she doesn't have an army right now, really. She's talking about buying like fucking mercenaries, which 
mercenaries if they saw a fucking dragon then Danny's like yeah I can give you some money or I can just burn you to death could switch sides yeah. they're not loyal to the Lannisters so she like this is her only play because she says something I think in the last episode about like what would father do and mm-hmm. we all know that was a cunning motherfucker for the most part unless he's taking a shit he's, and he's ruthless expectarian to get uh, get out of his cell so yeah there's no um, backing down he's he's ruthless she's the same way she's been in power her entire life She's never had to back down at all. And she never has. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't see her backing down or, or agreeing with the lessers at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just if she does agree, it's going to be a ploy to get them later on in the yeah, last for season. sure. And I mean, I think, I mean, that would make the most sense for her is to maybe try to get some other people on her side, you know, that might be wavering or seeing that she can. I mean, I mean, we all know she's done terrible shit, and mm-hmm. so does the land, but that doesn't mean people aren't stupid. We've seen a lot of stupid houses fall, and they haven't played the game that well. So, you know, who knows? But I know Cersei's going to do some shit, because that's what Cersei do. And so I have two questions here as for asking – well, it's questions about predictions, I guess. Um uh, as far as Brienne, whenever she gets there, what do you think is going to go down as far as that's concerned? It's going to be interesting, her and Jamie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, obviously Cersei doesn't like her because she knows that she likes her brother. Yep. And you think that maybe yeah. even that would it would help Jamie to start to maybe leave the Cersei side, the dark side? Because it seems like he's becoming more and more gray. Well, he's been gray, but sort of kind of pulling towards the light as Cersei gets darker and darker. Yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to play out with them too. You know, like it's going to take something big. I don't even know if it brand would be big enough, uh, for sort of to sever that, but, uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping she's, what, what, what's the exchange like? What do you think? Like what, I just don't know. I don't know where that's headed whatsoever. Yeah. I don't either. Like I, be a conversation about Winterfell and their allegiances, I guess. I think Brian's going to be there because there might be a slight battle that happens. Yeah, I <laughs> they might have to fight their way out, and Brian would be a good one to have on your side. So true. She'll be there for a Clegane Bowl, maybe. Yeah, and she'll save the Hound's ass. Yeah. Or they both take on the fucking Frankenstein monster, uh, fucking team up mountain. Man. Yeah, yeah. we've never seen him fight two. Subtle differences. What would you say, Maddie? Oh, I was like, we've never seen him like in the show fight two dudes at the same time or anything. So it's always been, seems like one-on-one stuff. I mean, I guess, because he always just like takes out one dude, like really violently, and then everyone like yes. backs off, it seems like. So, yeah, you know, if both of them just go at him, you know, I don't think he's, I mean, honestly, I think the Hound could take him and I think Brian could take him. But both of them together, they're going to seal that deal. If that yeah. comes to it, even in this season, you know. What would you guys take away on the... Uh, Casterly Rock footage that we saw with uh, Grey Worm yeah, in his arm. Next episode part. Yeah, You're going I, to get him. I guess basically the Dothraki come in, and so it's it's uh, unsullied and, and Dothraki against, I guess, you know the the sort of uh, uh, Iron Island guys just kind of still on boats. Oh yeah, we still got your own. So, are, are they? Gonna, are, yeah. Is the? That's not you know, shit. Are the Greyjoy army, are they going to, like, 
uh, you know, come on the island and start fighting, or is it just like a kind of stalemate? Like, you know, one's on ground and one's on sea. So, like, kind of what's going to happen there? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, the, no I mean, the Unsullied aren't going on boats, so and the Death Rocket, rock, they got to fight on land, and I think maybe right. this might be Euron's downfall. Because I mean, honestly, do we even do we even want him next season? I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care either. I mean, is he even there? Yeah, they never I really mean, showed him even being there at Casterly Rock. They just showed the ships. I mean, I guess maybe they showed his ships, and maybe he is there, but they never really showed him. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out next episode. I mean, we haven't seen him in like what two episodes now, so he's bound to show up. And this is like the longest episode of the season, so yeah. And I'm sure that crazy motherfucker will show up. Clocking it at eighty-one minutes, man. Yeah. I have one final question. Very, very important question here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think Arya and Gendry fuck in the next episode? <laughs> oh, well, I don't, don't even think. I mean, they might not even meet if Gendry's going with them to King's Landing. So. Oh, that's right. I, th- I thought they were going to meet up. All right. No. Never mind. I, I'd say if they're going to make any stop, it's going to be to get Tyrion or the Unsullied or something. Yeah. That seems like a season seven thing, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Kind Sorry, of I, thought you, I thought you had like a real question, Andrew. Jesus. Oh, I'm ready to debate, man. I'm ready to get down to the dirt with these fucking theories, man. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and start off with the theory. Uh, okay. We mentioned this sort of what is John going to do? And I know I had mentioned that he was going to die because he's kind of like going to, you know, he's, he's already dead. He's kind of this guy, you know, as we talked about that, he's, he's going to go in and, and, and charge the army and sort of like fight the, the, the suicide mission. You know, he was, he was pretty quick to go and to go above, uh, you know, beyond the wall to capture a white, uh, a white to sort of bring to Cersei. Um, and there's a theory out there and I'm, I'm kind of like leaning towards this theory. It seems pretty cool. It reminds me of um, Orlando Bloom's character in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies um, where John basically ends up becoming the Night King. Because there's, there's tales uh, earlier uh, where the uh, men, the men, and I believe maybe the Children of the Forest, um, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, parlayed with the uh, White Walkers and sort of negotiated uh, terms of peace for a time. I don't know what what sort of interrupted that, but there was definitely negotiations that happened. So they're not just mindless killing machines. Like, there's definitely something that seems that they want. Um, so it could it could it could be like that. The the White Walkers will sort of stay as a race, but like with John's leadership. So that could be a thing. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's what I wanted, but I didn't want yeah. you to say those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely see, uh, John's, um, arc going obviously through the night King. Like those two are, are coming to a, uh, uh, heads up with each other. Mm-hmm. So I could see it happening. Oh, it makes sense. Oh my God. It makes so much sense. Joey. I hate it so much. <laughs> I just like he would do it too. He would do it to just he would do it like yeah. make the peace. He would that's fucking it. do it. That motherfucker, John. Yeah. Ugh. I'll go kill the Night King. Like that's totally something. That's the bittersweet uh, yeah. ending that he's talking about. Yeah, it could be. It'll, it'll be like him and Tormund on like their final mission together or whatever. 
you know, and Tormund will watch him turn into the fucking Night King, and it'll be so we'll all cry. We'll cry like little fucking babies. Tormund gives him a nice hand job before he goes out. It's it's up like here. John and Danny love each other, man, but they got you know one's dead and they're both related, and he's got to rule up north and she's got to rule King's Landing, and it's just forbidden, man. So for, forbidden love, you know, it's sad. Yeah. It's heart it's heart wrenching. <laughs> And I honestly don't think John's in love with her. I think he has a respect for her. And for sure. Very, like a friendship, like a very strong friendship. But I, I say it again, I, he had his true love and she's gone. And I don't think he's ever recovered from it. And I don't think Danny's going to be the one, you know. Yeah. I, I, I definitely see like admiration for sure. Um, I could see maybe after this scene in the boat or the ship that there could be uh, a little more. Like it, I, I would definitely say for sure had when that shot lingered on him after Danny left and he, if he had looked towards the door, then it's like, okay, John likes her, but it didn't really show that. He just kind of still sort of stared uh, ahead. And um, so you don't really know where he sits and maybe next uh, episode could, could cement that. But I feel like, yeah, he's still on the white Walker kick for sure. Dude, the fucking no oh man. I mean, I want it. I want him to be like the new Night King and just keep the peace and let the White Walkers like exist or whatever. Um, uh, I think Eric was telling me that like there's a, a real battle that took place. Can't remember it. Um, I'll ask him about it and bring it up next time. But uh, George R. R. Martin takes a lot from that battle that happened. Basically, two warring sides. Uh, you know, maybe the Starks or Targaryens became one. Mm-hmm. to overthrow something mm-hmm. or other people joined in to take on, you know, just to become one thing and rule the land differently. So, and that was his, that's Eric was his theory was that maybe that will, how the show will end. Like there'll be all this peace in the land. Yeah. I, like with what you said, I was just like, fuck John would do it too. Yeah. Just so people wouldn't die. I mean, if he sees, you know, Sansa getting ready to die or Arya or Tormund or anyone he has a relationship with getting ready to like, die he's going to do whatever he needs to do to sacrifice to save people yeah. and we've seen him do it a million times in this fucking show you know oh yeah oh yeah so and i feel like there's definitely going to be the enemy is, of my enemy is my friend type thing going on if they yeah. got to get rid of cersei and sort of unite the land against the you know white walkers and ice dragon then it's it's going it's going to happen i don't know exactly how they're going to get there but they're going to get there yeah Drogon and his brother both die. Oh, man, it's going to happen. They're just going to kill each other. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know, like... Oh, I mean, it's got to get pretty bad for John to want to become a Night King. Like, if we're going with, like... And I'm, it's a pretty good theory. I like it, but I hate it. But, like, just thinking about it, it's like, shit's got to go down. Like, both sides are losing. Like, the humans are losing. There's no way they're going to win. Before also, John, also you know, think so. about this. Um, so, the sort of... Uh, I guess uh, if you like with the phrase, if you invite a family into your home, you're supposed to treat them, whether you're in their your enemy or not, you treat them kindly, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a certain sense um, with a phrase, you know, they don't give a shit. They're just fucking backwoods assholes. Yeah. Uh, and they kill Rob and Catelyn. Um, Cersei's meeting everyone not on the kingdom, not on the kingdom's uh, grounds. She's meeting yeah. at a, another place uh, called the Dragon Pit where, yeah, it seems like shit's probably going to go down. 
Um, we don't know who all is there. They didn't really show us. They showed us a couple of people. Um, so it's really going to be interesting sort of what sort of back and forth we're going to get uh, next episode. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like watching the preview. We just watched the preview and it's like kind of out of context to the meeting. So we don't know if like we get the meeting straight out the gate or there was a sea battle before the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause Tyrion is at the meeting, but he's also on a ship looking out at Castle Rocker. That could just be an editing thing to make us think that's going to happen. Something else is going on, but um, yeah, man, I fuck, man, I can't wait, can't wait till Sunday, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Like, I kind of had an idea of this past episode that just happened. Kind of what was going to, you know, they're all going to go out there and they're going to fuck it all up. You know yeah. what I mean? And then they're all running like shit. You know, it's basically sort of what happened. And you know, we sort of had the theory of Danny coming in, which happened, which was cool. Um, this one, I just kind of know there's a meeting and I don't think it's going to go well. No, that, that's all not. I got. You guys have any major predictions as far as who's going to die in the next episode? Not that, nope. not who you want to die, but, uh, who do you think nope. will die? I got nothing. All right. I mean, I don't really know. Like it, it hasn't really set us up for anything that could happen. Um, there might be attempts on Danny's life for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it'd be surprising if someone does that because I, th- I think everyone, and myself included, thought that we were going to lose a lot of people this go around. And, you know, and wildlings, Thoros, and a dragon, which is pretty significant, you know? Yes. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe they could pull something because I know a lot of people have been upset that, like, uh, I was also reading that people were like, they would just kill people off that you cared about. Like, I think a lot of people might've been upset that Tormund didn't die just because like the situation he was in, which mm-hmm. anyone else in that situation earlier might've died. But I've also seen people save some from, from some amazing events in the show. So, you know, um, I don't know. I didn't want it. And I'm a fan of the character. And if they're doing fan service, then fuck yeah, man. I, I think Tormund's a great addition to the cast. And I think losing him would be uh, not cool. <laughs> Not to, not, not to him being drugged underwater and drowned and whatever. That's like I mean, a shitty way for Tormund to go. Yeah. It's like, I, I want the show to continue being the show. Uh, like, I definitely want to see, like, you know, you got, you got your good guys and they're going to die unexpectedly. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm, it's definitely refreshing to see just the full-on, like, cool action scene where, like, maybe, you know, obviously we had – like you said, the dragon and Thoros die, but like not, it, it wasn't like three people made it out, you know, yeah. when obviously that could have easily been the case. Um, they all sort of fought together and they're badass. They're all badass swordsmen. Like they're yeah. not, you know, they're, you know, other than fire with the hound, they're not all going to run away. They're going to fight and sort of help each other. Like Jorah almost falls off the dragon and the hound catches them. You know, they're, they've become, uh, you know, soldiers in arms in a way, you know, so I don't really see them dying easily, but it's refreshing just to see like not everybody die. Oh, I I mean, I totally agree with you. I don't know why people think like, I feel like uh, I think we were talking about this a little bit earlier about how people think killing off characters is like good writing. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, a lot in this fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I haven't read all of the Lord of the Rings, but like a lot of those people survive and it's a great fucking series, you know, and the films are great, you know, 
I mean, I don't think that's, I don't think it's good writing because you're killing off a lot of characters. Yeah. I I definitely think that this show has done a good job of of the people uh, that do die. They, they serve like a greater purpose as far as like the plot and characters driving people forward. It's not like unnecessary. Like we're just going to kill this person and then everybody will feel it. You know, Mm -hmm. like the red wedding had so many implications going forward for so many different people and so many storylines. Yeah. And I mean, I really think we're like I, we were saying before, I really think we're at a point where we need these characters. I feel like they all have a part to play. It's just, you know, like you just want to unnecessarily kill off the, the hound and fucking like it now. Like that makes no sense. Like he's got something more to do. He's like the, there's a whole unresolved thing with his brother, you know, like we all yeah. want to see that, you know. Um, you know, I thought I said it even I thought Jorah was going down because I didn't really see any use for him. So if the writers have a use for him next season or you know, maybe he goes down next episode protecting Danny or something, you know, I mean, it's hard to say because we haven't seen the final episode. So of the season. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah. definitely think people are going to die. You know, I just think that like for once we could have a cool ass battle and like, you know, we have a couple of losses instead of massive loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm with you, man. I like, I think it was a nice like breath of fresh air before what could be a crushing a uh, very long episode uh, that could just leave us all open mouth. Like what the fuck did we just watch? Cause like, <laughs> yeah. if, cause, uh, yeah. if you think about the deaths that have happened in the show, like they're not really, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, you know, it seems like that that death would happen in real life. Like, okay, you've got a mob, and you have the, the, the king and the queen and the executioner. And yeah, like Ned's not going to get out of this. It's yeah, just yeah. not going to happen. Um, you've got the, uh, you know, uh, Catelyn and her family sort of surrounded by Freys in the Frey home, on the Frey grounds. Uh, and they just launch this plan and murder everybody. There's mm-hmm. no real way to like, you know, they ran up to the wife and just surprised her and just started stabbing her in the stomach. You know, it's a, it's a surprise attack. Um, so I feel like all the deaths have, have, have completely made sense and where like, you know, the deaths in uh, this past episode have made sense where like any other deaths, like again, you have these badass swordsmen that would have protected their brothers and not let them die because they need them to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just didn't really see like a lot of it. Obviously, with the dragons coming in to help them, if not, if the dragons didn't come at all, yes, there would have been a lot of deaths. There's just way more fucking whites than there are, uh, you know, our, our buddies. Yeah, six six of our buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, six at that point. So it's like it's, they're not all stupid deaths. Like they've all like been sort of realistic, and you're like, fuck, you really can't do anything about what's happening here. Yeah. I want to pose a question. Do you think if this book had been written and it played out exactly like this, people will be having this issue? Uh, uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. No. Cause there'd be all kinds probably. of backstory, like why they have chains and why they do what they do. I'm just, I think it's like, I feel like it's an excuse to say it's poor writing because you don't have anything to back it up to. Right. And, you know? and, not that I think the, the the dead walking need provisions of any sort, yeah. but I'm sure that they have some sort of, uh, you know, it's a massive army. It's huge. 
So, yeah. you know, we didn't see any giants, but yet they have giants. You know, we don't know what sort of like uh, tools they have. And yeah, three long chains sounds ridiculous, but hey, they may have to climb a wall. So yeah. there could easily be chains with them. You know, I mean, yeah, this could be setting up for them climbing the fucking wall, and then everyone's right. going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, right. And I, 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 I understand where they're saying it's lazy, but again, I just, you know, we don't have a lot of time, and I don't care. Yeah, dude. I mean, we were talking earlier before Joey got on and before we started that I would have just liked to have seen the Night King like raise his arms again, like he did at that the last time he yeah. met John, I think, mm-hmm. and then the dragon just slowly come out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, when like we, fly out of the water. I think that would have been way cooler to see. Yeah, they're they're, they're dead people. They can swim. They can go down there and hook a chain to a dragon and swim back up. Like they're they're dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know who 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 fucking knitted Danny's uh, winter coat? You know what I mean? She's like, oh, I'm gonna have to go to the winter now. Uh, you know, go make me a coat of of awesomeness. You know, yeah. and how long is that gonna take? It's like, sh- sure, just spend this. Suspend disbelief, I guess, is, is what I want to say. And, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we'll all have things revealed. It's still an episode away. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's just uncharted territory for people. And I think people who've read the books, you know, and can't separate the two or have yeah. issues with it. It's hard for them to, like, see this any other. Like, it's it's got to be weird. I don't know. I haven't read all the books. So. You know, and I'm usually pretty good about separating certain things if, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get why they did that instead of following the book to the T. Because, I mean, there's some adaptions of books I really enjoy that I they don't follow the book, but I think it makes a better movie because they didn't follow the book. So, yeah. You know. and, and there's a lot going on, man. I can't, you know, I don't, I don't need to see what the White Walkers have dragging behind them. I just have to understand that, yes, yeah, somewhere – Amongst that massive army, there were chains. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to see a scene where uh, two guys are lagging behind and the, some zombie screams at them and then they have to run back and get the chains. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, we forgot. We're the undead. You know, we bear, we have like half a brain. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny that so much backlash from a pretty stellar fucking cool episode, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I thought, like uh, we were talking earlier, I thought there were really great um, little moments in it, like a lot of the conversations, these little conversations that were had, like uh, when Arya's talking about Ned watching her shoot that arrow over and over again, which no one's talking about how cool that scene was, but maybe I'm the only person that's like, yeah, I love it. And then like all the discussions with the, the Avengers, I loved everything they were talking about, everything that was said. So I don't know. I thought it was a good episode, man. I've liked them all. I, lo- I love Game of Thrones. That's why we do this fucking podcast, right? I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> Indeed. So I think that wraps up this episode. Um, this has been Goddamn for Season 7, Episode 6, Beyond the Wall. This is Andrew signing off. Mike out. Joey out. Maddie out. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to 
uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. A million, I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>